Bare midriff, exposed shoulders, wind blowing across your nips. Cover yourself up, if you want to, with second wind shirts. For a reason we can't legally discuss, our artists have had a little free time, so they've come up with brand new designs for our brand new channel and mostly new shows. Fully Ramblematic, Design Delve, Cold Take, and the second wind itself. It's some kind of bird. Act fast because some of these designs are only available for a limited time. We've partnered with Shark Robot to make the shopping experience as easy as possible. Because let's be honest, life is hard sometimes. One day you're happy and working, and the next day you're called into a meeting and HR is there and you're just fine. Head to sharkrobot.com slash second dash wind or click on the link in the description to check out all of our shirts today. And I think there's a desk pad too. That's fun. And hello, we should be live and you should be hearing our voices. Please confirm you can hear our voices. I'm very insecure as always. Yeah, I can hear you, if that makes you feel yeah, better. Yeah, I know, I know you can in hear the call. me. You I sound the, grand. Yes. We can all hear, we can all hear him. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They're all, yes, they're all hearing us. Okay. Welcome to the Windbreaker podcast, the first inaugural Windbreaker podcast, which uh, is replacing slightly something else, which was what the podcast we used to do at this time on Monday. I am Yatsi Croshaw. I'm joined by Marty Sleever. Hello, everyone. Uh, Frost. Howdy, hey. Sebastian Sebastian Frost Ruiz. And our special guest for our inaugural episode, a familiar face, Stephanie Sterling. Hi. Well, I wouldn't say familiar face. Uh, the estrogen restructured my bones, but other than that, um, certainly the same familiar grating voice. Um, speaking of which, I've been on a call with you for about half an hour, Yahtzee, and didn't even say hello um, after not speaking to you for about eight, nine years, which I that know. sounds like we had a falling out that we just No, no, I, you, yes, you were still called Jim last time we spoke. I was, yes, that, um, yeah, like, still in some branding sense. I yeah, yeah. keep that name, like my formal name, my dinner name is yeah, James right. Stephanie Sterling. Uh, but day to day, like my name name is now Stephanie. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. still the same Stephanie that uh, you knew on the Escapist, the same old no, Stephanie. Of course, because uh, we used to do a lot of stuff together on the Escapist, of course, but you were smart enough to get out uh, <laughs> quite a while before everybody else did. So now well, we can hook back up and discuss uh, horror stories. I believe the last thing I ever said to you was, do yourself a favor and get out. So by the very next time we've spoken, you've taken my advice. So, yes, you know, after from my nine... perspective, you moved pretty swift. After nine years. Yeah. Took a little yeah. while, but uh, got there in the end. Tots and yes. hair. I mean, you, you've done really well. I mean, the, the speed and the efficiency and the success of second wind already in in like what was it two weeks like it's confirmed to me that like when i finally get around to planning my heist yeah. you're the guys to call i've been well, tasting a yeah. joint uh, now that i'm back in yorkshire there's this little house i've been keeping an eye on a uh, toad hole uh <laughs> i've got a couple of weasels in on the like in on the bit but they're not skilled planners so you're back in england now you were still living in america uh, yes. Were, when you were Jim. Yeah, for my sins, I am back in the UK, uh, currently uh, up in the north, uh, Yorkshire-based, um, for two reasons. One, to um, 
get back to my partner and the other to pursue um, my wrestling career. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's another string you've added to your bow since we spoke last. Yeah, you know. Oh, <laughs> pretty well. Yeah. Pretty yeah. well. Um, yes, uh, PCW Women's Champion uh, currently. Uh, had this since March. Um, possibly, I believe, the first non-binary um, femme to hold a women's title in the UK. Um, with the sort of biggest promotion outside of WWE as well. So, like, in the indie scene, basically, uh, in the UK. So, yeah, pretty good. Um I'd been in the business like while I was still in America, but when I moved back, started training full time. Um, and I've, I've, it's been a, a storied career. Scotty Too Hot, he hates my guts. Uh, I had a. <laughs> what? Um, what? Wait, what? I'm not going to get into it. I remember that name from when I used to watch wrestling. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not keen on each other. Um, had a. Is, is he the one who's been posting all those? Posted my Twitter since we announced you were guested on the the podcast the other day. I don't know. A lot of people did that, and not all of them I, had fine yeah. things to say. Um, probably not, though. Probably not. Um, I've, been afraid, I've been afraid to look at it, to be honest. Yeah, I made yeah. the mistake of looking like briefly for about like thirty seconds, and then I just closed yeah. Twitter and never looked back. Um, but yes, yes, uh, gone very well. Um, in fact, just cheap plug, this Saturday I'll be in Leeds uh, for True Grit Wrestling at Left Bank. Uh, that's Saturday night. I'm in a um, Fatal 4-Way match with uh, some of the biggest sort of uh, names in women wrestling in the UK. Um, it's good. Yeah, like I said, title belt. I've got a match at the moment. Well, I did a match that was um, this 30-minute long death match that involved a uh, barbed wire blast shark, which I've still got. Um, Incredible. I I was beaten half to death by this. Um, it was amazing. We, I went through a door. We had Pokeballs full of drawing pins, um, thumbtacks for the Americans. Uh, went face first into that. Uh, and that, that is uh, sort of in line for the Queer Wrestling Awards this year for Match of the Year. So hopefully um, I'll win one more reward than Hogwarts Legacy. So it's <laughs> hoping. That's all I'm saying. That that's the one I've allowed myself. <laughs> well, good timing because we were going to talk about Game Award nominations. Yes, we had a sort of loose idea to do the super chats in between topics. So maybe we should crack off the ones we've got so far. If there's uh, one thing uh, I've always been fond of. It's cracking off. Nice. Oh no, we've no I HR. What do you? What do you mean? We yeah, introduced I said, everyone, uh, and then we yeah. focused it to, to Stephanie herself. God bless you. We're having a good time. Yeah, we. I said. I. I said his name once. What more do you want, Nick? Also, yeah. We what are. we didn't do was tell you guys that this is being produced right now, and Nick is actually in the shadows. You probably just heard. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Fucking backseat drivers. Am I right? That being said, that is why it didn't just start immediately on the podcast. There was like a little sizzle reel. There was an ad. There's going to be a little special thing at the end. So that's that's Nick working his working his little magic. Yeah, well, I don't know why I did pros now. I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're big pros now. So yeah. All right. I'm just going to crack these off pretty quickly because I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of super chats today. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Salty gives 10 Polish Zlotys and says, have a nice chat. It's a pleasure to see you. Thank you very much, Tommy. Tommy. Uh, Jack in the box gives five British pounds and says, tomorrow is the ninth anniversary of Yahtzee eating his mustard for losing on Civil War. Uh, that was like literally the moment you left the escapist. I remember by the time I went <laughs> out, you'd already gone. So you, you weren't even there to enjoy it. Phrased like that, it makes it seem like that's the reason. 
Like I, I, I called up Greg and was like, he's eating fucking mustard. I'm out. I'm gone. What um, is eating? Is that a euphemism or did you literally eat mustard? No. Well, the last thing me and Jim did together for the escapists was the series called Uncivil War, where we just uh, challenged each other to generic, weird sort of gaming challenges. Gotcha. And by the, at the end of the season, there was like, uh, we did like 10 games and it was like five points to four. So uh, the final uh, forfeit was that I had to eat a spoonful of mustard on camera for losing. Yeah. And then I, I call back to those victories every time I remember Rhyme Down Spectacular, the one that actually rewarded artistic talent. Because um, oh, yes. I lost all those, but, but I, I won the, the gamer ones, so it's yeah. me who is the hardcore gamer. There oh, hooray. That's what matters. Uh, Darwin's Dummy gives five US dollars and says, the first inaugural, what about the second inaugural podcast? Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and then I missed uh, I missed uh, Chris A, who gave $3, and then just posted a little emoji of a little green thing, putting doing a thumbs up. Thank you very much. Jeff Mascott gives $10, US says, any chance of Rhyme Down returning now that Stephanie and Yahtzee are independent? Love you both. Only if I like murder both of my children so I have much more time for working during the week. You shouldn't do, you don't you, do that. You will have a lot of time in prison once they find you, yeah. Well, there you go. I'll just scroll poems on the walls in blood do they have fiber internet though are you gonna be able to stream from there you can mail them i don't think i've yeah. got the self-esteem to do rhyme down again um it was never a competition i tried to stress <laughs> it at the time i suggested rhyme down because the word made me laugh and then everyone saw rhyme down thought smackdown assumed poetic contest instead of just like two people doing poems yeah. and then every week said yahtzee won and uh, I'm not saying it's bothered me for nearly a decade, but but I won Civil, civil War. Yeah, all right, that's one, <laughs> one all then. Um, the Almost Dead Man gives $10 and says, Yatsi, why did it take you 15 years to make a third episode of Fully Ramblematic? Because I was making zero punctuation that whole time, and the escapist has the rights to that. So I went back to the original title, and, uh, which had like name recognition among like 12 people. And uh, seems to be working out so far. 600k views on the first episode. Is this, when, your, is this your armor core after everyone's known you for Dark Souls for 16 years? I used to do this. This used to be my thing. Yeah, I did this before. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, yeah, I did it for two things. It was basically zero punctuation at the start. We just changed the name when we started with The Escapist. Uh, Ashley Williams, give five British pounds, is excited to see the new opportunities created at Second Wind, and what a great choice of guest for the first podcast. I know, right? Right, we've got Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> and Toffee, is Toffee there? I don't see a Toffee. Uh, Toff we haven't got Toffee back from the kennels yet because we were at Disneyland over the weekend. But he'll be back today, I should think. He might even be popping in at some point during the podcast. Oh we'll God, we'll find out. You're getting your money's worth, or why is he still at the kennel? Because it's like 10 a.m. on like the yeah. day after we got back. No, oh, okay. Anyway, Ashley Williams, give five British pounds. It says, excited to see the... Oh, we're just done that one. Uh, Raziel gives a hundred Polish slot. He says, I've been waiting for this. Happy to be breaking wind with you all. Windbreaker isn't just a fart thing. It's also a kind of jacket, as I feel like we're going to be saying a lot. And Ryan Dan wasn't is, a competition either. You see, yeah. you see what they do, where they get the... the <laughs> they make their own meanings from titles yeah, and use it as an excuse to say Stephanie lost. <laughs> I'm a uh, winner. I've you got sure a belt. You're the only I've one got, with a title belt. I've None got a title, title belt. belt. 
You are a great big. You are a webcam screen full of winner right now. <laughs> uh, Zalno gives ten dollars and says, "Been a fan of zero punctuation since I started college in two thousand and eight. Hope everyone goes does well in this new endeavor. And it's great to see Yats and Steph back together for this podcast. Also, nice chungus. Sure is. John McCrory <laughs> gives one ninety nine and gives nothing. What a man of mystery. Says nothing. What a man of mystery. Brad gives five dollars and says, "Can't believe the wrestling promotion stole Second Wind's logo. Congrats, Steph." Well, a slightly snarky congrats, but thank you very yeah. much. Uh, Ricardo Develigas, five euros, says, You are wonderful, Stephanie. Let no one tell you otherwise. I mean, I can't stop them telling me otherwise. <laughs> they, they tell me otherwise constantly. Yes, um, possibly. I try not to listen to it. You know, if I ever like need to recoup self esteem, I'll just re download Grinder. There you go. Uh, Blue McDee's Nuts gives two US dollars, says, We're professionals here. D's Nuts, Pip Pip Cheerios. Uh, John Connor gives five Canadian dollars and says, Somewhere else, but still here. Congrats. Doran Grossman Naples gives uh, $5 and says, Always close Twitter. Glad you escaped the escapist and got your second wind. Luciel gives $5 and says, As a fellow new transfer, I'm ecstatic to see Steph on second wind and hope you'll do more together. Aww. Well, well, we're not hiring at the moment. We've already got like nine salaries to pay. Harsh. I hadn't even asked. <laughs> the man no, attacked himself. <laughs> And uh, I'll do that. This is the last one for now. Albion's Library gives five British pounds and says, love to see the podcast continuing. And it's great to see our queen of non-binary finery. Thinking about Total Biscuit for the third of the OG Brit critics. Total Biscuit, may he rest in peace to give him his full title. Do you remember that one time with the Escapist Expo when we had uh, you and me and Total Biscuit on one panel together? I had completely forgotten it until it was brought up uh, yesterday. I saw it brought up because... Since we last spoke, I found out I have massive... Another thing I'm winning at is ADHD. So I've got no, like, real memory problems, and I've forgotten so much. I forgot about the mustard till it was brought up just now. Um, but slow, like, little fragments of the Escapist Expo have come back. Um, and, that, yeah, that, I remember, because that was the first time I ever met Total Biscuit. And, uh, like, yeah, everyone I meet... Yeah. Uh, like, everyone I meet for the first time, I thought he thought I was a total ass. And no, just just half of one. So no, yeah, no, we had fun. I think mm -hmm. like there'd been a cancelled uh, talk or something, so we just like sort of scraped together three British expats talk to Americans as a panel. Yeah, where was I love uh, that? Where was so, that? Oh, it's so exotic. That was at the Escapist Expo, which was in Durham, North Carolina, where the Escapist office was originally. There you go. Uh, yeah, I think we just reminisced about British kids' TV shows like The Poddington Peas for a couple mm. of hours. Uh, yeah, most conversations I have with, with any British people around my age eventually descends into Poddington Peas. I know. Uh, Poddington Peas, Nightmare. Um, oh. Well, you have to say Nightmare. nightmare. You have to say Nightmare because otherwise they don't know what you're talking about. Um, you see, we're, we're doing it now. Like I know, we're losing all the Americans. Uh, <laughs> Marty and Frost have very blank looks on their faces. I, I mean, know I'm what those to... are. I'm worried for Marty because he, like, he knows his weeaboo culture, but he draws blanks at British culture. Uh, yeah, I don't he, know. I mean, but I'm culture. used to that from something else. Every episode, Yassi says something that I imagine he made up, but it turns out he doesn't. He didn't, so. Who remembers Maid Marion and, and her merry men? Maid Marion and her merry men was fantastic. Tony Robinson on fine form. I know. It's just like a parallel universe. And like everything is pretty similar, but just everything's slightly askew. I just don't understand any of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got a desk full of supernaturals. 
the, yep. the British yep. visionaries. <laughs> the visionaries your mum's got at home. That's oh, I, 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 Dean. I had one of those. I never knew what it was because I think my parents just bought it from like a thrift store when I was a kid. Yeah, I think that's it. Like every British kid had one supernatural that was from a <laughs> charity shop or a boot sale or something. Yeah, I got, got a couple. See, it's see, right here, Marty and I, we're thinking like Sam and Dean Winchester. That's exactly who I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. of the hunks. Uncultured the us. Yeah. Anyway, this is still yeah. ostensibly a gaming podcast. Yes. And we had things to talk about. We didn't just want to talk about ourselves the whole time. Oh. We we have the Game Awards nominations to go through. Yeah. Our our we have to uh say what our picks are. Ooh. Our legally binding picks. Yeah. Um So we got a nice convenient list of them up in front of us. So why don't we start with Game of the Year? <laughs> Do it right on the and, big one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So nominations are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What are your hot takes? Takes, hot takes. Hmm. Uh, Zelda should win uh, Baldur's Gate. It won't, though. No, Baldur's, uh, Zelda should win, Baldur's Gate will win. I you also Baldur's um, Gate wins. Oh, okay. Yeah, also my, my, my broader take on that is that is a lot of sequels of franchises that have been around for um, yeah. decades. And that I'm, in, ag- I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, I, the, the, I don't think Tears of the Kingdom's going to get it because the Game Awards generally don't like reboot sequels or like you know retread sequels mm-hmm. and they don't usually like remakes so i think resident evil 4 is out and uh, of like the big big things Baldur's gate 3 would be the biggest of the big big things Baldur's gate 3 is the darling it's the yeah. once in a generation kind of game like that's whether you agree with that or not that's the consensus that's the critical acclaim um i do personally agree with it on that list um like out of those i gave because i do scored reviews like oh like a barbarian (laughs) (laughs) like someone who gets a lot of death threats from zelda fans Uh, writing your review scores on the cave walls yeah (laughs) Uh, I mean, my personal game of the year, Bone Razor Minions, isn't on it. Um, that's a smaller mm. game that like, quite a few listeners might not have heard of. I highly recommend it. Um, okay. What was that name again? Bone Razor Minions. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, this one. It's, a survivor, it's a, like, a, like a vampire survivors type game. Um, Disclaimer, every time I mention Vampire Survivors, I happen to write on it, and I present yeah, that as a yeah. disclaimer, even though it's a brag. Um, I was trying to not bring it won that a up. BAFTA, darling. Uh, <laughs> but Bone Razor Minions, it's a survival type thing, except instead of getting power-ups directly for your character, you are getting little uh, undead minions that serve as the weapons. Um, it's just a brilliant spin on it, and I've played pretty much all of these survivor type games reverse bullet hells whatever people are calling them um pretty much everyone that's come across my radar and very few of them really nail what it was that made vampire survivors uh, explode the way it did um but every now and then there's been like a very small few that have done it and bone razor minions is absolutely um absolutely nailed it like that whenever i think about game of the year i think about that game um so yeah mm. could not recommend enough like at least looking at it 
I think that's pretty indicative of the fact that the six games nominated are the, I mean, Baldur's Gate aside, even though it kind of is, are the triplest of AAA. Yeah, um, well, that that, it's the Game Awards, man. What lacking. do you want? I mean, we've, appeal, had, yeah. we've had indies. We've had Hades. We've had... Uh, uh, um, yeah, and they all get nominated in the indie categories. No, uh, didn't Hades and It Takes Two both win? Oh, no, that's Maybe. true. I mean, this um, is uh, looking yeah. at the list, the, uh, this is a kind of unusual year in that there's no like token indie on like the mainstream sure. awards, which there usually yeah. is. Yeah, and it feels like that was spread out uh, throughout the year to a bunch of different games, to, to Pizza Tower, to Dave the Diver, yeah. to Cocoon recently, and then even like we have uh, Highland Song coming out in a few weeks that I think, you know, were the yeah, nominations. Is Dave the Diver on this at all? It's yeah, for indie a, game, which is silly. Indie game. We'll um, the, yeah, Halapai Nexon, which is a multi-billion dollar. And that's not why it's not going to win best indie game because there's been a controversy around its nomination, and the game awards are never, if not, playing safe. Mm. Um, so let's let's move on down to best game direction, which is uh, one of those bullshit categories, which I would think you could pretty much just conflate with game of the year, but that's just me. Uh, basically the same noms, just uh, subtracting Resident Evil 4, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Mario Brothers Wonder, Tears of the Kingdom. Now, the Game Awards does occasionally pretend to be uh, an actual art medium, so I think my pick for that one would be Alan Wake 2, which is the closest to an auteur-driven game from that list. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that's the most likely. Um, another disclaimer... Um, I hated Alan Wake 2. Oh, I thought you wrote that too. Yeah. Like, what? No, no. I, I, when I said another disclaimer, I realised I had to hurry up and follow it up because I don't want people thinking I wrote that. Um, <laughs> I realise I'm a complete outlier on it. I realise that. No, no. Uh, I mean, it's. I, I don't think I had to, like a, a burning hatred for it. I liked some of the stuff it did with atmosphere, some of the stuff it did with uh, storytelling. I think the Gameplay's hot shite, and the the uh, story is completely up itself. The mind but, palace uh, stuff, I can't I, do it. I stopping playing the game every few minutes to put imaginary photos on a wall in an enchanted brain cottage. I can't. It kills the pacing. That's why I. Even though I do agree, I think it'll win. I think best game direction is the absolute last thing it should win because it undermines its own direction so much when you have mm. a and i've checked with other people and they all fell for it with different puzzles i solved a puzzle because i knew the solution so i did what i do in a video game which is solve the puzzle what i didn't figure out when i tried multiple times and failed to pick up the item that i was getting for solving the puzzle was that even though i figured it out fucking she hadn't and yeah. i had to go into her brain and tell her what the solution <laughs> was She's what? an FBI it, agent. I review video games for a living. I do not have a prestigious career. She went to school. <laughs> the new Sherlock does this. That's absolute nonsense. I'll take a hot take on this one. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I think that one will be counted for best direction simply because it is Mario on drugs. Oh, I don't agree with you there. I think that one's going to nab best art direction. Yeah. I think. To me, because I, mean, I think there's a, there's a only the only claim for it is Mario's been doing this for so long. It's almost it almost speaks to itself that he can continue to survive for as long as he had because he just continues on with a a decent trajectory, right? 
I, th- I feel like that's that's the only thing. Whenever Mario comes back up, you go, wow, your longevity, if nothing else. I do think uh, there's going to be the, uh, I call it the Yahtzee bias of, uh, oh, it's just another 2D Mario, so it's just another, like, sub-tier Mario. This isn't a proper Mario, which is uh, foolish, but I think it is something that Yahtzee and, and many uh, critics share, feeling that they, this is lesser than whatever the next big 3D Mario is That's That's not a bias, that's just truth. Mario has <laughs> Mario has its tentpole games and it has its nostalgia games, and Wonder is a nostalgia Mario game rather than a tentpole. That is nonsense. The real winner, again, here, like all awards, should be Tears of the Kingdom. Um, it I is, could see it winning Tears of the Kingdom. It is because... baffling what that game does under the hood. Um, yeah. It is, it is um, staggering. And when you saw what developers were like when they were playing it, developers being like, how is this possible? Like, how mm. do, are these tools allowed to be in the hands of players and not completely breaking the game? If they, they give Game of the Year to Baldur's Gate 3, I feel many would consider best game direction to be as you said you actually like the next best thing like mm-hmm. more or less the same thing so it allows them to you know have their cake and diddle it too yeah. in that yeah. they can give a, a an equally prestigious sorry <laughs> award um to both mm-hmm. but alan wake 2 is probably the one that will get best direction yeah okay uh, best adaptation if we care that much Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, the movie, The Last of Us TV series, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and the Twisted Metal TV series. Do we care that much? Because I don't. It's just a quick thing of, I think The Last of Us should get it. I feel Mario's going to get it, though. I feel The Last of Us was a way better adaptation. I think The Last last of Us will get it. People who voted, watched it, they'll be like, hey, look, HBO, they they cared about video games, and it's going to win Emmys, and that's nice. I mean, I haven't watched any of these, but uh, I do have a sort of general sense of the cultural uh, vibe from Osmosis on Twitter posts and memes and shit, and that sort of uh, vibe points me towards The Last of Us as the safe bet Mm -hmm. there. Uh, okay, best narrative. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Now this could go a couple of ways. They might give it to Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, they definitely will if they don't give Baldur's Gate 3 game of the year. Mm. I love how you're gaming critics. I like this. Bit inside <laughs> yeah. baseball. It's how I did exams at school as well. It was like, if you're they're multiple choice, I'm like, there hasn't been a C ticked for a while. So if I didn't know the answer, I'd be like, sure, I'd go sure. out on a limb and try and meta this. Yeah, yeah. I, um, it I, fe- think I, would, I think it's probably going to be Cyberpunk. I mean, if, it's not, if they don't give game direction to Alan Wake 2, it'll probably get this. But if they don't, yeah. and Baldur's Gate 3 gets game of the year, I would say probably Cyberpunk. This feels like the Alan Wake category to me because it's going to be the one that does something weird and different with the medium it 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 is of the triple a games it feels even if you fucking hated it like you did stuff it's the one that feels like it has you can see thumbprints even if you hate those thumbprints and you want to cut those thumbs off it feels well, like you yeah can i mean individual thumbprints on it well historically remedy have been all about narrative to the expense of gameplay most of the time because they're they're always the studio that makes you sit and watch a live action video for 10 minutes before you can actually play any more of the bloody game hmm uh, I've just got feels that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to get it. Uh, their narrative engine is going to sort of just be mistaken for the narrative. Uh, that's just like the, the little thought in my head. It's like, that's where it's going to go. 
you're uh, we're talking about things being split. I can envision a world where Baldur's Gate wins literally every award it is nominated for. <laughs> best um, indie, best uh, yeah. best everything, best indie, best esports league. Um, mm. Yeah, I could see Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, or Spider Man two getting it. Not because I think Spider Man two has a great narrative, um, <clears throat> but I do think game reviewers and and that like it is the kind of thing that like they get excited about with their open world narratives um yeah and mm, it is one of them ones where if we metagamed it would be like it's such a big name game many people nominating might feel well it's got to get summit big how about that i i don't think it's gonna get narrative i think it's gonna get best action adventure yeah for sure oh it may well get that too yeah yeah, if it gets nothing else, it's got to get a nod somewhere. And again, we've gotten this far, and not a single indie game has been nominated for any of these. Games. Well, we, well, we're gonna get to them soon, don't you worry? It's, it's just weird to... that you would think there yeah, there has to be one indie game they that had one hand out. Oh, oh, we're gonna get. Uh, uh, there's one in the best art direction category, actually, which we'll get to next. Uh, Alan Wake Two, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, or Tears of the Kingdom. Now, as I said, I think Wonder's going to get this because it's like yeah. really playing up the uh, mm-hmm. the fresh art direction thing it's doing. Mm-hmm. It's got I'm... a musical number by Piranha Plants. <laughs> well, like, yes. it, it's definitely going to win. And it also Lies throws of, yeah. new curveballs think... at you every single world. Like through Lies until of... you roll credits, you see new things in that game. Lies of P is a weird token indie to throw in that mix. Especially because its art direction is Bloodborne's. Yeah. yeah. It's and I say that with love. Like, I, yeah. I really like Lies of Play. I, I really enjoyed it. But its art direction is just Bloodborne with more robots. Yeah, i got to think there's got to be much more visually striking uh, indie games from last year. But you got to have a dark one, you see. Or a dark indie as well. You got Alan Wake, Lies of P. Those are your dark one. Otherwise, mm. you got Rush, Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. You got bouncing out. Lies of P indie, does have P does have some good enemy designs that are original. Yeah. Sure. The yeah. like Marie Antoinette looking spiders are amazing. Um, they got some really creepy sort of marionette looking things. Um, mm. So it does have do that. that. Like I don't want to just dump on Lies of P's art because, like I say, I really loved it but again look i'm gonna i'm gonna keep badgering on about this indie thing like the fact that something like cocoon or chance of zenar aren't on here which i think i would i think their art direction is stronger than any of the five games that were nominated here and i love a few of these games did they take in things like atmosphere and all that because uh chance of zenar sorry what are you saying I was saying, because Chant of Senar, for as good as it stands out, I'm getting real sick of like yellow, orange, red, just in the in the gaming space in general. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't earmark Chant of Senar for art direction because it's a bit uh, flat, color wise. On the subject of Indies, I think it's a shame Karmazoo came out when it did, i.e., last week, because um, I feel <laughs> that that would have made some of these. Um, because I've been playing that since last week, and that is just a jet. Kamazu is a genuinely brilliant game. Um, yeah. I have never been so convinced so quickly that I'm playing a game that should be a game of the year contender. Um, but that is a thing of beauty. 
Um, again, like Bone Razor Minions, not one you're going to see mentioned here at all, but one I would highly recommend looking up at the very mm. least. I try not to tell people to buy something, but at least like look at it. The timing thing is an interesting point because uh, obviously I think they had a cutoff. It was like it had to be released before November 15th or something like that. And they do that every yeah. year. And so last year, the cutoff was before um, Pentiment came out. And so yeah. a lot of people were like, oh, Pentiment will get nominated next year. No one fucking remembers. He's going to remember no, that when the next one rolls around. So like if you come out in the back half of November or December, you are just never going to be nominated or win a game award. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that should have been the best art direction nom instead of Liza P. Yeah. Me. Uh, okay, let's keep things rolling with best score and music. Alan Wake 2, again, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush and Tears of the Kingdom. Now, Hi-Fi Rush isn't going to win this because uh, it's probably going to win Best Audio Design, which is the next category. Yeah. Best yeah. Audio Design. I think it's going to be Final Fantasy XVI. Because that's like a prestige series, and it absolutely does not deserve anything else. Yeah. It did have funny. a really good soundtrack. It did have a really good soundtrack. Yeah. But it doesn't deserve Best Narrative. Fuck off. No. no it most certainly does not. And I liked Final Fantasy XVI. Uh... What, what if your protagonist watched mistreatment and abuse of slaves happening and just said, oh, that's terrible. That's a bummer. That's a real bummer. Right? Yeah. While being no named Clive. Clive! Okay, so best audio design. Alan Wake 2, Dead Space. I think that's like the one nomination Dead Space got. Yeah. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4. Hi-Fi Rush is going to win because it's the one that actually designed around its audio. Yeah. No. It's just the new Guitar Hero. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also really good. That's probably going to be my game of the year. Not to show my hand too early or anything. Oh, no. Yeah, anything think can happen in, in a couple of months. I just played Talos Principle 2, which is probably going to be one of my top five. I think it's really good. That's I immediately you know, scoffed when I heard best audio design and then immediately thought, wait, no, that's a legit category. Mm -hmm. um, so I just had a little personal like character journey and have grown as a person Incredible. within the span of three seconds. Incredible. So well done, me. <laughs> All right. Best performance. Ben Starr for Final Fantasy XVI, Cameron Monaghan for Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba for Cyberpunk, Melanie Libbard for Alan Wake 2, Neil Newborn for Baldur's Gate 3, or Yuri Lowenthal for Spider-Man 2. I ben. think this is I think this is gonna to go to Idris Elba just for the prestige. You think? Yeah. You think see, I don't I don't know. I feel like uh to to game the teachers, so to speak, the two that I did see like consistently were Neil Newborn. And Yuri Lowenthal. I'll, well, I'd give it to Idris. I'd give him many things, but I well, don't Yuri, think I'd give him this performance. Yuri, Yuri's a well-established career voice actor, and they yeah. never get best performance. Oh, I, this uh, is the one that makes him go, we're different. Leonardo DiCaprio can have an Oscar. I think for that reason, I think Ben Starr is going to win for, as, as your friend Clive in... Um, Final Fantasy, because he's also, it's almost like when you look at the Oscars and you're like, oh, that person's on the campaign trail. Um, ben Starr is incredibly charismatic and has been on the campaign trail pretty much since that game released earlier in the summer. Um, I've always been frustrated by best performance, best voice actor categories, uh, because it tends to go to the most famous instead yeah. of the best actor. Um, on that list, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Yuri Lowenthal anyway. 
Um, yeah, he was the for a long time. Yeah, ever since he was like the prince in Sands of Time, he's been one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all my criticisms of Alan Wake Two, um, Malin's work was really good, and I could see that winning. Mm. I yeah, and also there's winning. like having live action footage helps. It certainly helped. Um, oh yeah, like it's it's uh, immortality. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh, it could be another one that could go to Baldur's Gate Three. I, I would say those last three ones, um, Yuri, Neil, and Melanie, like any one of those could, could get it. Well, I'm a huge cynic, so I'm going to say it's going to be Idris Elba because yeah. then it's going, to be, it's going to make the Game Awards more famous by association. Sure. Yeah, they might get him. Yeah. Okay, here's an interesting one. Innovation in accessibility. Nominating I love this category. Dab- Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. I think they nominated Mortal Kombat 1 because of all the people who get disabled throughout the course of the game. Big pardon. It's just representation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the headless. Um, you know, I kind of want to say Street Fighter 6 should win because it's uh, much more accessible to people who are shit at fighting games. I, I think that's the spirit of the award. I did a whole video at Street Fighter. Sorry, I, I talked over, please. No, I feel like this is going to be far more interesting into the video. The only thing I have to say is I came from a Street Fighter background. This is the first one where I went, I'm cack-handed. I'm aged. I, this is not for me anymore. And I actually used the accessibility options and then quit because my pride, even though it was good, uh, my pride would not handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a lot of feelings on this. Um, I work with, I do a lot of work with Laura Kate Dale, who is a a journalist and advocate who does a lot for accessibility in the industry. Um, So it's, it's a personal topic on that matter. And Street Fighter VI is an explicitly personal one because I love fighting games and cannot play them. I've never been able to play them. Um, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm really, I'm interested in fighting games as a sort of pure characterization like form of storytelling, but I've never liked playing them. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talk about accessibility and so many times people want to boil that down to skill when no, there is a lot of neurodiversity and, and physical disability issues that prevent you from enjoying games. And one of my biggest problems with, with fighting games is the ADHD I mentioned earlier. I have no real working memory. I I have a, like, it's really bad, uh, the memory disorder. I can't remember complex inputs. And mm. when I'm under pressure in, a, um, in that kind of one-on-one situation, even if I could retain them, they'd go out the window because now I'm concentrating on the screen and what's going on. And my, my thought patterns are being pulled in all sorts of directions. What Street Fighter VI's accessibility options do by simplifying the button controls, in my opinion, it really distills what makes a fighting game appealing. It's not how complex the buttons are. It's outthinking the other opponent, outmoving them, out, out strategizing them. Um, some of the best like competitive, professional pr- competitive fighting game matches you can see are like dancing. It's not about complex button inputs. And what I find funny are the people who blamed the accessibility for them suddenly losing. 
Because in my opinion, once you strip away the barriers that are stopping people who might have the, the mind for fighting games, but not the dexterity, once it becomes who can actually outmaneuver and outthink the other player, maybe the people complaining about the scrubs are the ones who need to get good. And I uh -huh. think there was a lot of self-reporting by the people who suddenly said, oh, the game's easy to play now, I'm getting my ass kicked. If the game's that easy to play, why aren't you still good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, yeah. yeah, there was this... Oh, go on, the, yeah. oh, the story um, a couple months ago during Evo of Blind Warrior Sven, a, 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 a player who uh, became visually impaired when he was younger, when he was like eight or nine, and participated in Street Fighter VI at Evo. Um, and so, like, the fact that a, 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 a competitive game like that is able to um, just completely tear down its walls and open itself up to, um, you know, more and more people, I think is, is, um, absolutely commendable, especially coming had, from a triple A, AAA, you know, publisher developer. I had such a grin on my face as someone who, mm. again, loves fighting games, could only really watch them, has always wanted to play them. Suddenly I could play bloody street fighter and having a great time. The, um, story mode of that game, by the way, is bananas and well worth <laughs> checking out on its own. Like Street Fighter by way of Yakuza, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. But I was so bloody happy, um, especially because the game's got Marissa in it. And oh, mommy, yes, please. <laughs> um, and I, it's at the point where I have actually stolen one of Marissa's moves for my wrestling matches. Oh, my um, the infold where you grab the arm, the back of the neck, shove them down and step on them. Um, it's very hard. Uh, so yeah, I've started doing that um, in real life. I was that inspired by it. So yeah, Street Fighter Six wow. means a ton to me personally. Last I guess thing we don't. It. We don't guess we don't know what anything what any other games were nominated for. So well, yeah, I've that's... seen them, but I'm not like I'm not sure what they've done. But the biggest thing again for Street Fighter Six is all the accessibility, but it didn't become boring because Rising Thunder had this where you just press like three mm. buttons and it kind of just turned yeah. it into rock paper scissors, but it was still boring. Like in the end, yeah. the accessibility is there now, but it's still pretty good and exciting. Why didn't well, they, because I was looking through the page, why didn't they add, like, Diablo 4 added blah, 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 blah. You know, I have no yeah. idea what they, yeah. what they did. Yeah, that would have helped. But uh, let's move along. Uh, games for Impact. This is always a weird one. Uh, historically, <laughs> it's, usually, it's been, like, the wokest game award. It's like, uh, no, it's more so, what are you t discussing with your therapist? What are your current yeah. hang-ups, this, this, <laughs> this category? Like, mine is Venmo because I'm an immigrant. And I love well, let, me, let me list, let me list yeah, them oh, off. Yeah, uh, a Space for the Unbound, Chance of Zenar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, and Terra Nil, and Venba. And uh, of those, I've only played Chance of Zenar and Chia. Uh, so I don't think Chance of Zenar is like much of a game for impact. It's just like yeah. a sort of fun puzzle game about yeah. uh, building bridges between different language-speaking communities. And Chia, maybe, it's like, you know, got a lot of fun sort of environmental themes. So like Polynesian but, uh, and Zelda, no? Yeah, yeah. inspired by the, where the creators are from. But not knowing anything about the other games, I couldn't say. Yeah, uh, Terra Nil is like a, reverse, yeah. like a reverse builder game where you're like bringing nature back to uh, a world ah. that was ruined by civilization. Uh, like Frost mentioned Venba, you could talk more to that. But it's a strange category. Like, I'm always like... Yeah, good job, games. And I'm like, 
but I don't know what, like Frost said, like what, what, like what is the actual meaning behind this award? Yeah, because you could even categorize them differently. Like you said, Chia, Polynesian, Venberg, uh, was it immigrants into cooking, Terranil, people who like the environment, you know? Yeah. So, not sure. I'm, I have missed, no idea what they'd get here. You know what's missing from this list? Suica game. It's a game about nice fruits that get together and make larger fruits. And I think that's yeah. great. Well, that's certainly an impact of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, best ongoing game. Oh, Christ. The, yeah. li- the live services. The live That's service what it should award. have been called. The Oh Christ yeah. Award. The, the Oh Christ More Live Services Award. Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Interesting to see Cyberpunk in there, which isn't really a live service. It's just no. a game they keep having to patch. Yeah, they just spent three <laughs> years fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not it's, ongoing. Nah. Well, it's I mean, ongoing in terms of their careers. To be fair, so many live services are released half finished that it's more or less the same situation. It's like trying to sell a house and it's under construction. No, it's ongoing, you see. Yeah. (laughs) What, What, like Sarah Winchester's house? Yeah, there you go. Ooh, historical reference. That was a good shout out to the Winchester spooky house. So who who would you throw this to? I don't don't know. Um, Actually, Genshin Impact. Amy will be happy if Genshin wins, so let's have Genshin win. Haven't these all been nominated before for best ongoing game? Funnily enough, because they're ongoing and have been for years. I guess that's it. Like, just so long as the lights are still on, you're eligible for the award, I suppose. Untamed's still going. Daisy just hit a big big spike after being around for 11 years or so. Have any of them had any, like, major update this year? Because... I could see them tossing it to anything, but if, if something's yeah. had a big sort of overhaul... Funny thing, um, Fortnite degraded. It's back to the OG. Didn't 14 have a big thing, or was that last year? Or five uh, years ago? I don't know time has the meaning. I think uh, the last one was Endwalker, and that was like two years ago. Yeah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, though. Uh, I'm going to skip best community support. Who cares? I want it. No, hold on. I had a hot take on that. Yeah, I mean, there is a hot take. Read them out for me because there's yeah. a hot take here. Okay. Give us a hot take then on uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, or No Man's Sky for best community support. As far as community support goes, there's a difference between a Baldur's Gate 3 or even a Hades that like helps the community from the start. Whereas you've got like Cyberpunk 2077 is giving the best dad mug because. He'd come out of prison. <laughs> Most improved, <laughs> perhaps, but not best community support. Yeah. All right. There's, there's some differences well, here. But that's well, the, other, the thing I thought you were going to say is uh, Bungie got nominated for Destiny 2. Uh, Bungie laid off a huge chunk of their community team like three weeks ago. That which too. we'll probably get to when we talk about 2023 as a whole, but like, what the fuck's the point of any of this then? Like, what, what, what does best community support mean when a, uh, a, a now a first party studio um, uh, needs to lay off their community support team because uh, their projections yeah. were way too high for the year? Uh, well, there's, there's, there's still a few categories to go through, but I'm going to take a break and read out Super Chats because mm-hmm. there's uh, still a ways. There's many of them. And there's Spoilers. many of them to get through, so we'll rattle these off. Uh, Tsunami Dusha gives 20 US dollars and says, This is great. You are a great group of chums. Capital C. Sure are. Uh, Kurt Horsting gives $5 says, Being one of those 12 people, it was nice to see the return of Fully Ramblematic. Uh, Jimmy Dallard gives 9.99 British pounds and says, I'm so glad to see Yart and Stephanie together again. Two of my favorite content creators for many years. Congrats to the success of Second Wind and Steph's wrestling career. 
Life begins at 40, as they say. Careful, I'm 39. Oh, shit. For a couple of more weeks. The hemorrhoids begin at 40. I've already cracked that particular uh, tiramisu. I I turned 40 this year. By me. I don't want it. I really don't want it. I feel like I'm on death row. Well, you get used to it. It's like mm. how you felt when you first turned 30. You just like kind of get over it. Yeah. It'll be all right in a minute. Uh, Jane's Planes and Trains gives five euros and says, please stop dead naming Steph, Yati. Thanks. I didn't, did I? There was a I gem, you... but like, it's not was a there? dead name, dead name, so I don't... I tend not to correct. I prefer Stephanie. Um, right, but right. if, if people say Jim, with me, it's not a dead name. Obviously, with other trans people, if they had a yeah. dead name, they had I a remember, dead name. I remember saying you were Jim last time we talked. I don't know if yeah, that's what talking uh, Jim about. did slip in, um, which there's been a few headlines written about me like saying that. But I... It's, it's not offensive to me to hear it. And again, I just speak for myself. No... Okay. Not, not that uh, trans people who do like have a, a full bore dead name, but for me, it's just weird hearing Jim now. It's strange, it's like a, a little glitch in the matrix, it's just strange, mm. it stands out. Um, but yes, like obviously, Steph is, is um, my name, well, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's not exactly the same experience, but I get a similar sort of weird sort of moment when people call me Ben. I suppose, yeah, because you've gone for so long, yeah. Yeah, and like I chose to go by Yahtzee because Ben is just the name my estranged family called me and I wanted to move on with my life. I understand that completely. Yeah. Uh, Mega Ben, speaking of Ben, gives two British pounds and says, Yahtzee, any chance of any Gabe collabs again now? No, probably not. Stop talking about it. Uh, Bob with hat gives 1790 ILSs, whatever they are, and says, Congrats on the new gloriously flatulent podcast. Thank God for Stephanie. Have some schmeckles. Schmeckles? It's a jacket. Uh, QA Smoke gives two British pounds and says, Yats, did you ever finish Elden Ring? And hi, Steph. You know, it's terrible, but I never did get around to finishing Elden Ring. Probably, I um, don't know if that says anything about me or the game. Well, you could finish. I just, I think I, I think I got to like the couple of the end game boss fights and just never really went back to it. Yeah, I never did the last little bit either. Like, and it was one of my games of the year, like one hundred percent. But I tried earlier this year to um, like just cap it off and was like, no, I I don't have the patience right now for this. Um, God, what a cracking game, though. I mean, honestly, the first eighty percent of most FromSoft games—that's all you need. The, the last twenty percent, they tend to lose steam, um, which is fine. First eighty percent is good enough. I'd start yeah, I mean, it again, but I'm never going through that dungeon with the big spinny chariots ever oh, again yeah. in my right life. Start, no, <laughs> you know, I I can't think of a from game that I would say had a good ending. I think people like Sekiro, which I oh don't maybe I never finished that one either. Dark Souls exactly. Two had a good one because I didn't play it. Jack finished it for me. <laughs> there you go. The best ending. Well, is anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, lots to get through. Jeremy Ross gives $10 and says, I'd like to point out that I bought up that windbreaker as a type of jacket in the pre-stream chat. Thank you, Jeremy Ross. Doing the good work there. Titan Uranus gives $5 and says, Steph and Yards together again. Makes me nostalgic for Apocalypse Lane and There Will Be Brawl. Ooh, deep cut. Uh, old escapist references there. Yeah. Uh, Cry gives $5 US dollars and says, Welcome back, Steph. Hope you brought enough boglins for the entire class. I've I only got the one at the moment. 
I used to have a boglin. Don't worry, though. I've always got at least one on hand. A boglin? Uh, What's a boglin? They're, sort of, they're a hand... They're a sort of latex hand puppet. Again, oh. the weirdest shit. Like, it is not... It's just an Your alternate universe. Your country's not real. Yeah. It is just an alternate universe. Uh, funnily enough, uh, that wrestling match I described earlier with the barbed wire blast shot, the pokeball thumbtacks, the door, the table I went through, um, was the first time I ever used a boglin in a match. Uh, wore it on my hand, battered Kid Bandit in the face with it, and then choked her out with the tail uh, until it snapped. Uh, just what a glorious match that was. Um, and if you look up LGBT in the ring on Twitter, there'll be a link to the um, nominees if you want to throw a little vote for Commander Sterling. Um, oh, please do that. That'd be great. Good plug thrown in there. Uh, the dogmatic director gives five dollars and says, Yards and Sterling, how nostalgic. Lots of love to all a second win and to Commander and Queen. Okay. Dominic Tunney gives ten US dollars, says, Got free Chipotle, so giving you all the difference. Keep it up, you'll go birds. Uh, Magdon oh. Waite gives five dollars and says, My favourite part of that panel was when you three switched chairs when you found out one was from the North, Midlands, and South to be seated in order. <laughs> ah, yeah, I remember that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because. Because you're from like the south of England, Total Biscuit was from the north of England, and I'm from the Midlands, so we uh, we changed position accordingly. Goldrack gives six euros. Says, "Okay, obscure British shows. Do you remember Tugs by the creators of Thomas the Tank Engine? I yeah. actually don't." Oh, Tugs was... Uh, I was actually reminded of Tugs the other day because I was looking up something on YouTube. Can't even remember what. Um, and the auto. Oh, I was looking up for a long play of the Warriors game, the old Rocksteady one. Oh, yeah. A Rockstar oh, one. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, because I've just been on a bit of a Warriors kick lately. Um, and for some reason, typing Warriors long play brought up episodes of Tugs. Um, so Tugs is Thomas the Tank Engine, but Tugboats. Tugboats. So right. <clears throat> one of the. And it was sort of visually like more interesting because there's just something better about watching these little, like, vaguely animated models on actual water. Yeah. Um, so it was actually really cool. Um, so, yes, I do just about remember Tugs. It was, uh, yes. yeah, fun. Yes, slightly unfortunate name in retrospect, but, you know, we can't oh, yeah. make these things. No. Uh, a buffalo is five dollars. Says thank God for Stephanie. Glad you'll finally escaped to join them. Second Wind's lineup has been great. Love the power to create in your hands again. She's mm -hmm. just... For now, just a guest on today's podcast, just to That's clarify. That's true. That is true. Um, Mr. Morganizer gives two British pounds and says, you should get Jenna Bain as a guest one week. Oh, I love Jenna. Um, she's just lovely. Like, we still talk oh. now and then. She's just very sweet. Well, she knows where we are. Yeah. Uh, Chloe Pugh gives 10 New Zealand dollars and says, I don't have anything interesting to say, but I'm glad to have woken up early to see this live. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Chloe. Lop in Jop gives 20 US dollars and says, God bless Stephanie Serling's son. Uh, Chad Tyndale gives 5 dollars oh, and says, That reminds me. Um, you said Stephanie Sterling's son, and then my mind, like, as it filtered through to my brain, I heard Stephanie Sterling's son. And that's one of the things I was going to mention in the catch-up at the beginning is that I am pregnant. Oh. Or rather, my body thinks it is. So I started getting carsick randomly the uh, other week, and it turns out that the hormones I'm on have 
made my body think it's pregnant. So just announcing now that I have a strong, sturdy son on the way. I've named him Borkis. And because the baby will never be born, it means I get to choose who the father is. So watch yourselves, lads. Because anyone who crosses me is going on the list. All right, then. Borkis. Uh, well, uh, moving on. Chad Tendale gives $5 and says, just glad to see Sterling and Crochet on the same screen again. Mummy and Daddy in the same room again. Oh, don't give her ideas. <laughs> the Merchant of Life gives five British pounds and says, second win, now windbreaker, next show, better cover hidden gem indies called Silent but Impactful. Glad on all but your feet and podcast can continue. Hick Warrior gives six euros and says, All right, I'm behind, but I wanted to say that I first learned of a windbreaker being a jacket from Linus. Also good to see you guys together again. It could have been uh, worse. It could have called the podcast Tugs. <laughs> and it's still time. Yeah. Uh, wind Tugs. Tug wins. Johnny gives a 2790 Brazilian reel. Says, I won't be able to catch it live, but here is something for all the years of top-notch content. Fusionator gives four ninety nine US dollars. Says, "What would be the game of the year winner that would annoy everyone the most?" Uh, Resident uh, Evil Four, I think. A game that didn't come out this year, I think that would yeah. Yeah, just walk uh, off. Of those nominees, yeah. probably Resi, because everyone would be like, "Well, why?" It's just yeah. that old game, but nicer. Uh, Fantasy World Dizzy. Uh, Jackson Jewel gives five dollars. Says, "So happy to see you guys are rocking the privately owned scene. Keep up the great videos. Thank you." M Reindeer gives seven US dollars. Says, "Hey Frost, use this to write off your printing budget for the next cold take." Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you did a lot of printing out of stuff for that one. It's more expensive than oil now. Good. Uh, a superb owner gives five dollars and says, "So happy for Second Wind. I love how Yards foreshadowed the new good name in the first twenty seconds of Stealth in Video Games post-war podcast two years ago. I don't even remember that." Uh, Hjorth eighty-seven gives twenty Danish kroner. Says, "Love you all. Can we get a British tongue twister? Uh, red lorry, yellow lorry. I think would be the go-to." That's what they call me when I re-download Grinder. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Uh, Denmark. No one else want to have a go at that? No, too many words. Wait, what? Uh, red lorry, yellow lorry. Oh, no, that's all you. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll take the win. Uh, Denmark gives $2 and says, Did you know Yahtzee is biased against Nintendo? Doram. Probably going to install Super Mario RPG this afternoon. It's that and Persona Tactica currently on my list. Uh, Bo Radis gives five dollars. Says Marty, hope you guys play more DMC on stream. Uh, Are you going yeah. to Marty? No, uh, no concrete plans, but uh, definitely expect more stuff with Casey and I, whether it's DMC or others. We honestly don't know. I'm not even being coy. We just don't. I, I'm thinking like 24 hours ahead, so I don't know what's going to happen a week, a month, a year ahead. Fair enough. Uh, Soft Poo gives five British pounds mm. and has nothing to add. And then Ghosty Dash gives $5 and says, Waiting for a flight and glad to catch the inaugural podcast. Glad to have seen all of the support from the community and thank God for Steph Sterling. Thank you, Ghosty Dash. I'm not Greg Graffin, gives 5.99 euros, says, How much was ZP was considered copyrighted and how much was generic enough to reuse, e.g., best, worst, blandest, love, industry jingle, etc.? I don't want to test that too hard. Um, oh, you um, have to rename that, don't you? 
tragic. Yeah, uh, maybe. But they've got, the, you know, obviously they've got the name, they've got the specific appearances of the characters. They You can't copyright an art style or a reviewing style, so all of that's fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the rebranding because, you know, new new channel, new name. Yeah, about a decade and a half, you can, you can shake things up a little bit. There you go. Like we were saying earlier, I prefer Yahtzee to Ben now because it's a new, it's a new life. It's a new world. A brave new world. It's a book. Uh, Kurt Horsting gives $10. Says, I hope Street Fighter VI takes best fighter and innovation in accessibility. Modern mode has helped a surprising number of people get into Street Fighter while being a strategically viable control scheme for tournament play. Yep, yep. Just, just the Smash Brothers control scheme, isn't it? Like universal moves for everyone. Similar. Pretty similar, yeah. Yeah. Cathal gives 10 euros, says, I'm genu- It's genuinely lovely to see Arts and Stephanie having a natter after all these years. Love you all. Having a natter, as they say in the ghetto. Uh, Goldrack gives 6 euros, says, Baldur's Gate 3 should only get writing or RPG awards. It feels like it was launched in early access with all the bugs, including messing with the ending cutscenes. Well, none of the reviewers had the time to play that far, so that sort of slipped under the radar, didn't it? Waka waka. Uh, Zoe, name I've forgotten how to pronounce, Reisvelg, gives 20 US dollars and says, Congrats on the launch of Second Wind. Not that you need it, but good luck with this next chapter in your lives. And thank God for Stephanie. Weird anime yu-woo face. Uh, Wolf Fan Complex. Ooh-woo, yes. That's the chocolate drink. Oh, the yoo-hoo. Wolf Wolfman Complex gives $10 and says, Where's extra credits as special guests? They escaped the escapist years before even Jimquisition went independent. Are they still around? I haven't heard from them lately. We're not getting into that, I think. Onward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A superb owner comes back with $5 and says, Question for the room. If there was a category for scariest horror game, which 2023 game would you each give it to? Every time you die, oh. it was very scary. They just threw uh, that I, shit in your face, and I was like, this is very scary. You need not do this. Right, well, so kind of, not for the right reasons. I think, yeah, Alan Wake 2, were, uh, I didn't find it that scary. They had a couple of jump scares, but they don't count. I think Amnesia, I just because I haven't done all this. I almost want to say the Dead Space remake was probably the game I found scariest hmm. of all the games I played. The game I played this year that is not from this year, Silent Hill 4, I'm still having little nightmares about. It was just very tense. There was no easy mode. There was no way for me to make that game very easy. I know. It's, it's all weird and squelchy. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Great game. Atoning Unifex gives five British pounds and says, Thank God for Steph. Please use this poultry fiber to buy the mod something nice but cheap. Also, Starstruck Vagabond on Xbox, please, Yahtzee, damn it. I, well, I wouldn't know how to port it to anything, but uh, we'll see how things go. Right click save as. Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, it's just it's just Windows in a box, isn't it? Yeah, can't be can't be that hard. Aaron Ducker gives five Australian dollars. Says Yahtzee and Steph Sterling reunited. All we need is a mildly controversial song from Rebecca Mays, and it'll be like the late two thousands again. Loving it. Uh, Nicholas J M gives five US dollars. Says if anything, I'm glad Second Wind gave way for a reunion. Glad the channel is off to a great start. Hey Stephanie. Hey. Leo Gill gives 10 US dollars, says, thanks for brightening up my afternoon, you four. You Flame gives $5 and says, super glad to see Steph back, even if only for a spell. I hope this is a collab we can see again whenever schedules align again. Love all y'all. And Witticism gives 10 US dollars, glad to see you all back on Monday afternoon. This podcast really brightens up my remote workday. Wishing the new channel all the success and hope the transition isn't too rocky. I hope That's been okay so far. Yeah. 
I'm sure there's more. There'd be more if I refreshed the page, but I'm not going to do that just yet because we're going to go back to topics. There's a lot more. Oh, Christ. (laughs) There's so many more. Well, let's go back to talking about stuff. Okay. Uh, Where were we? Uh, Ah, Best best indie game? Best indie game. Great. The one we actually care about. Mm. Nominating Cocoon. Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Ooh, tricky one. Oh, vastly um, different flavors, and I'm amazed yeah. Viewfinder made it, even though I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good game. It's just not that substantial, I guess. Uh, it is that game that sold really well on a demo. If you only yeah. played that 20 minute demo, it is like, wow, this is very yeah. clever. And it doesn't, they, it's not able to sort of uh, maintain that momentum throughout the entirety of the game, even though it's pretty short. Yeah, it needed the oh. portal follow through. That watermelon puzzle, though. Oh. Good watermelon mm. puzzle. Uh, Cocoon, for me, is the one I want to win. Uh, yeah, it's probably the game I liked the most of yeah. the nominees. I think Sea of Stars will win. Um, it is. It feels like the, the meatiest of these games, and it doesn't have the kind of Dave the Diver um, Yeah, it doesn't have the, yeah, the stink. Yeah, I think What's Sea of Stars... I started playing Dave the Diver today, and oh. normally I've got my ear to the ground on these things. But no, no, uh, no, 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 nothing about the game itself. It's that its developer Mint Rocket is an internal studio at the Korean publisher Nexon, oh, which is a multi-billion-dollar yeah. company. So it's right. just not indie. It'd be like calling Assassin's yeah. Creed Mirage indie, gotcha. because it's a smaller team at Ubisoft working. But it's always been hard to define what makes something indie, what makes a AAA. Yeah. I had a good in one. a decades-long debate yeah. that. I've heard a good way, to, uh, uh, like uh, a good suggestion for how to classify it, is that it's indie if the CEO of the company actually worked on it. <laughs> so that goes with like flavor, then. Yeah, and not so much just money. Uh, I think yeah. they do. I do like on Twitter where someone said, if it's got a lot of money, we just start calling it like triple I, double yeah. I for indie. I was like, okay, that's interesting. We could just have more words instead of one. Um, yeah. Big plug for Dredge. I hope Dredge wins. I love my Dredge Tetris fishing game. Yeah. Dredge yeah. is really good. I did want to make sure that we brought that one up. Yeah. That's it. We'll, we'll fight for it's a Dredge. very beautiful little game. Yeah. Team Dredge over Well, here. we'll get right back to it with the next category. Best debut indie game. Oh. Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. Now, I... Worry about nominating Cocoon for this because Cocoon is by an established developer. Yeah, what's the difference? Give me that first. Between I, I assume it, best debut. I assume it would be like the first game by a new creator, and I wouldn't say Cocoon counts because that's by the guy who made Limbo and Inside, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, one of the leads from uh, from Play Dead. Yeah, and so that's that's um, that's kind of confusing there. Um, I mean, I guess this, maybe a new studio. Like they, yeah. Put, Annapurna yeah. is down, but has Geometric Interactive done anything? No, this was their first game, and Annapurna right. just published that, it. Yeah. Same thing that with Black but it's, Yeah, but it's a creator who puts a very specific like thumbprint on their game. So I don't think oh, that's in the spirit it, of debuts. It feels like uh, this is Pizza Towers. Uh, I although would, the I one thing Pizza to... Tower has against it is it came out in January, which was. Yeah, Forever but it's still, it's still very got a pretty good profile. So I would have said Pizza Tower as well. Maybe Viewfinder. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's as like a, a shorter experience. It, uh, it's, you could see it more as a, a debut game, open quotes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd go with that. It almost doesn't escape the tech demo allegations. That's the only thing that makes me hesitate. 
for when he does care about yeah do any of us care about best mobile or best VR games? Because Star Rail, like easy. Moving oh, on. Uh, okay, this is this is where we get to the bullshit categories. Best action game: <laughs> Armored Core Six, Dead Island Two, Ghost Runner <laughs> Two, Hi-Fi Rush, or Remnant Two. Now, in the past, action game has often usually just meant shooter. <laughs> What's it mean now? It means know. it has fewer exploration and RPG elements as the games that are in action adventure. And so RPG. I would say Armored Core 6 would be a strong candidate. That or Hi-Fi Rush. Like Hi-Fi Rush is mostly oh, yeah. just action. There's not a lot of exploration. There's It's it's mostly combat. Yeah. See, I'd go with Remnant 2. It's actually the one on the list I've not played because, again, outlier opinion, really didn't like the first Remnant. Have heard the second one might be worth checking out, so I might still look it up. But Depends on what you did. People like. love it. They adore it. So, how, how far did you play through the first Remnant game? Because I didn't really like it at first, but I sort of warmed to it later on when it gets to the, all the dimension hopping stuff. Yeah, I, I think I saw some of that... Um, Again, mind like a sieve now, I just remember uh, cursing, yeah. cursing its very existence, um, <laughs> which sucks because I really did want to like it. You know, I tried to get into it, but just couldn't. Yeah, you seem to be echoing my thoughts, so you might not yeah. even like it. So I'm now like the next bullshit category, best action adventure game. Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Jedi Survivor, or Tears of the Kingdom. Now, for me, this is the AAA, the usual thing, open-world stealth action with crafting and collectibles bullshit game. This is and, Zelda. Uh, yeah, this yeah. Is, I think, a pretty easy win for Zelda here. See, I was, I was, I was liking Spider-Man 2 for this I one. I was I don't, think, yeah. I don't think Spider-Man's really going to win anything else. If it's going to win anything, it's going to win this one. Sure. Yeah. That'd definitely be my second best guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best RPG. <laughs> There's a really weird mixed bag here. Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Oh, you felt this is Starfield's too, yeah. only nom, isn't it? Yeah, yes, this is um, Starfield's yeah. only appearance. One nom also- too many. Why is Lies of P in this category? I don't know. Survivors and the other you one. You get like, to role play as Timothy Chalamet. That's that's all I can feel. Beautiful. Um, it's weird. They just scatter Lies of P in weird random places. Yeah. They it's really also like something. I realize Lords of the Fallen got nothing. Um, oh, that's yeah. a shame. No. That's a actually like my. Yeah, probably. That's like one of my favorite Souls likes. To my great surprise. People who um, love it, love it. Like, the people who love yeah. it absolutely love it. Absolutely hooked on it once they fix the online. Because the idea of a, a Souls-like that had true co-op and did it really well once it worked, um, which was good because some of those bosses, I was like, you know what, I've got no gamer pride here. <laughs> I am calling in reinforcements. I am tagging someone in. Um, me and a complete random just helped each other through the same dungeon, like taking turns on each other's uh, game. It was lovely. Was um, nice. So yeah, I'm I am sad about that because Lords of the Fallen I genuinely loved. Um, something tells me with this Starfield will get it, 
I, I, dis- I disagree. Do not I think good. I think Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win this because Baldur's Gate 3 is like the most uh, most un... I've forgotten a word. The most un-nuanced example of an RPG. That is true. It's a straight RPG classic. Well, also, it's one of those things... as well, but I don't think getting it. It's also one of those weird transitive properties that you get in uh, the Oscars where a foreign film will be nominated for Best Picture and for Best Foreign Film, and it's the only foreign Mm -hmm. film nominated for Best Picture. So it's like, wasn't that clearly going to win Best Picture or Best Foreign Movie because it's the only one that was good enough for Best Game? And um, yeah, it feels like that should be a lock for Baldur's Gate 3 unless they just want to spread the love. I think Starfield's too broad in terms of gameplay to win any like specific kind of game category. I laugh my ass off if it doesn't win. Um, <laughs> mostly because of just the little issue that I had with Starfield's fan base earlier this year. <laughs> so I, I will allow myself a small laugh um, at that. I, I can see it winning. I also think you're absolutely right in that if we discount Sea of Stars because it's not going to win, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is the pure RPG. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it won, yeah. Um, yeah. even if I do yeah. think like Starfield might edge it out. Yeah, I don't think Sea of Stars will get it because Sea of Stars will get the best indie game, and then it'll be hurried out the door. Uh, yeah, you got your we got the token <laughs> indie like prestige <laughs> reference. Box Let's wine, move on. Leave. Let's, yeah, let's continue giving prizes to all the rich cunts in the room. Uh, Stephanie, which fan base would you say is the, is the most passionate? when it comes to disagreeing with uh is it nintendo is it the is it the first party ones is it of specific franchises oh but it's zelda isn't it if it's pure passion sonic oh i'm glad you you mentioned that because that's coming up soon (laughs) in terms of the fan bases that i've had run-ins in Mm -hmm. long-running ones pardon the expression haha uh sonic's fan base is I have never seen eye to eye with them in the 15, 16 years I've been yeah. like writing about games. Yeah. Every game I love, they hate. Every game I hate, they love. And they are dedicated um, in their hatred. Um, the Zelda did fan like, base... Sorry. Wait, just before we move off, Sonic, did you like Frontiers? Oh, (laughs) 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 no, heavens no. Um, Yeah, uh, talking about run-ins with the Sonic fan base, that one was particularly vicious uh, because my review of it was particularly vicious. That was like the only Sonic game in years I've lightly enjoyed. You liked it. I mean, it's we stream it. I could sense the enjoyment in your voice. Wow, you're the Sonic fan. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Of, I thought like the open world thing worked pretty well with the Sonic style. I liked like one specific combat mechanic where you run rings around enemies, but it's full of so much bullshit. That game. I hated that fucking bit where you had to stop and play pinball to get past a door on the critical path. Sonic calls pinball. But let's not get bogged down because uh, the next category is best fighting game, also known as best Street Fighter Six and four games that haven't got a hope. Uh, God of Rock. Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, and Pocket Bravery are the other four that they are never going to fucking win. Agreed. Uh, Best family game? Do we care that much? 
Oh, Disney Delusion, Illusion Island. Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Now, Sonic thinking. Superstars was my last CP that uh, didn't officially get released. But I think you can find the unlisted link somewhere. And uh, I thought that game sucked balls. Oh, you see, again, with me being completely at odds with other people when it comes to Sonic, I really liked Sonic Superstars. Uh, I hate the bosses. They're some of the worst <laughs> bosses I've ever fought like in a oh, game. Yeah. But the levels themselves, especially the later ones, where it gets like really weird with it, not quite Mario Wonder level, but like, like there's a whole one taking place in like a digital sort of thing and they just for that level they pixelate everything um i like sonic i don't love it like it's it's a it was a good experience for me um uh, nominated for best family game win no that's something for pikmin 4 to win is like surely surely that's just like like a pikmin or a mario wonder yeah i would agree with you if it weren't for the fact that pikmin 4 were nominated for best sim stroke strategy which has never been a terribly specific category at the best of times i mean there's a stupid like variety of different games nominated here advance wars one and two cities skylines two company of heroes three fire emblem engage and pikmin four five very very different games Mm. because Simstroke strategy is a bullshit thing. But in this sort of circumstance, I've usually seen this sort of thing go to, like, the Nintendo game. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to say Pikmin 4 is going to win that one. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I'll take that where that Rabbids game went last year. Yeah, before it got taken out back no. to, the, yeah. to the farm up north. And uh, I think Splatoon won best shooter one year. Oh, that's wacky. It's okay. a weird year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best sports stroke racing I don't care that much uh, EA Sports FC24 F1 Forza Motorsport Hot Wheels Unleashed 2's Turbocharged and the Crew Motorfest just give it to Hot Wheels there you go Whatever. Mario Kart Mario Kart's great uh, okay best multiplayer presented by Discord What's award <laughs> what? <laughs> why is this the only one presented by someone <laughs> I don't know but uh, it's Baldur's Gate 3 Diablo 4 Party Animals Street Fighter 6 and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I don't think I'd see Diablo 4 winning anything else, so maybe they'd stick Diablo 4 in there. I do love Super Mario Brothers Wonder's multiplayer, though. I'm a big fan of, of like, parallel multiplayer, uh, mm. like you saw in, like, Fable 2, I think it was, where you it started with you just saw little sparks where other players were stood static. Then, of course, you got your Demon Souls and yeah, yeah, yeah. other Souls-likes. Um, so I really like that. Uh, I don't think it'll win, but I did want to just say, like, right. I really liked the whole mechanic with seeing ghosts and laying little um, spawn points, essentially, or, like, little checkpoints for each other. It was cute. Feels like it could be another Street Fighter one. Um, I think that sort of arcade <laughs> battle hub uh, mm. raised the, the, the bar for fighting games, um, though... I don't know if fighting games are still too niche to win an award like this in uh, yeah. the voting I, pool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with the yeah. Diablo 4, just because it's not going to get anything else. Yeah. Mm. And uh, let's make this the last one, because the rest of it's just content creators and esports, and who the fuck cares. But our last nominated award is my favorite most bullshit category of them all. Uh, most anticipated game. Sponsored by us. Who's got... The Who's Got the Richest Marketing Department Award. 
Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, or Tekken 8? Well, first of all, Like a Dragon's never going to win. That's like a, a token nom if ever I saw one. Like, it's not got um, the biggest marketing budget, but I think Hades 2 will get it. Same. Indie darling. Indie AAA darling, yeah. Yeah, it's got that yeah. absolute darling, like, grade that I think will get it. I've, if, if not that, I'd say maybe Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why I, I, yeah. I put my money on Final Fantasy VII. People are, have been very excited about what they've shown off, what folks have gotten to play, the kind of scope the second part is doing in the post-Midgar sections of Final Fantasy. And people are just excited to see what, what they do with the story. Because it's kind of this, uh, it's in weird Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, uh, yeah. reimagining territory. And I think people want to people wanna see how weird Square gets, especially with the uh, Aerith stuff. Yeah. I don't think anything Star Wars is going to be winning anything. Because most people, when they see Star Wars these days, they just go, oh, that's again. That again, huh? More of Inter- that shit. Before we go on, interesting thing about the no one cares about esports thing, because you're absolutely right. Even for best esports coach, you got Remy down there nominated, and he's like, I wasn't even a coach this year. What the fuck's yeah. happening? And I saw like I saw CS2 for best esports game, and it's been out like four oh, months, well, um, and a lot of people don't like him. Yeah. Well, he was a really good coach in the movie Ratatouille, in which oh, he coached right, a yeah. young chef to become an excellent restaurateur. By standing under his hat and pulling his hair. Nonsense. <laughs> Sorry, I was at Disneyland all weekend. Did you get to Did you get to meet Remy? Did you meet Remy? No, not Remy. Although um, I queued up for about an hour to meet Mickey Mouse because my child insisted on it. Did you talk about Kingdom Hearts? No, no. Uh, just just took some pictures and shook their hand. Did you have a fun wheel? They sell alcoholic beverages there, you know. They're actually quite good. A fun wheel? Did you, did you forget? Did you not register two of you, that, no? I, that I had, like, very small children with me, so it was basically the very small children's show all weekend? So obviously he drunk. Yeah. Like, that's what drunk. I do if I was escorting, like, a ton of children at Disney. I never, I've been I, rewatching I, Mad Men. I never stopped Don Draper. I mm. drunk when I got back to the hotel room, put them to bed at 7.30 and collapsed on the couch. There you go. I drank the six pack of hard cider I was keeping in the fridge. Incredible. Oh. <sighs> well, uh, those are the game awards, and that's our little uh, nominee discussion. What a year, eh? What a year in gaming. What a year! It's been a great. I think there should be a category for like best apology JPEG. Um, oh. For the amount of times we've had on social media those little image graphics with Will big you apologies. Include the AI ones, though, because some of them were outed for being AI generated. I reckon that could be its own <laughs> category. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's apology. best action, best action adventure, is best apology, best AI apology. Um, classic oh. ones this year. Gollum probably would have to be the winner. Just it's been a such, Gollum's amazing. Such, it's been such a year of. Well, you couldn't say it was boring, but it's been a year of very high highs and very low lows. Yeah, like the same year you get Baldur's Gate, you get uh, Gollum, Stray Souls, Kong. Um, oh, I'm going to say a name. I'm going to say a name that uh, everyone has stopped thinking about for many, many months, but you'll all go, oh, yeah, when I say it. Forspoken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah and I'm uh, on Rock yeah. City, and we let that go. Crime boss Rocky City. Oh, yeah, trash. I never got around to playing that one, but that was a less fun story because that was just like a shit developer producing shit. Yeah. Whereas then you got shit like Forspoken, which was 
you know, people who should know better. It's funny, we, all those games, a lot of those games we brought up, the Forspoken, Redfall, even stuff like Immortals of Avium, were all games that, like, big publishers were trying to launch new franchises, and it seems like every one of those failed this year. Um, and the only games that really stuck out were sequels in the AAA space. Which yeah. is, um, publishers will blame that on trying a new IP, not that the yeah. new IPs were shit. Yeah. You can't exactly. put out Immortals of Avium. And I, you cannot call Immortals of Avium. Yeah. An original IP because it is made up of so many like existing stories. Before yeah, I played yeah. it, I said, I bet he's called either Jack or Jacob. And he was <laughs> called Jack with a K. That was it, Jack or Jake. And it was Jack with a K, like literally <laughs> right in between. Yeah. The story yeah, is like every fantasy story in the world. I know. I, I was playing that for a while and I was thinking, well, this is like young adult novel adaptation the game mm -hmm. isn't it right oh he doesn't want to get involved in the world i wonder what happens to his hometown like in yeah. hell really beat for beat wow the trailer stuck out as incredibly generic i didn't think it would follow through oh Very it's generic. like yeah gameplay Very through to story it is like aggressively mediocre oh love it such something about titles where one of the words is just a random fantasy word where it just goes straight through the, my brain and mm. I never, can never remember it by the end of the year. Like, it oh. could only be more generic if it had, like, Chronicles in the name or something. Oh, yeah. Immortals yeah. of Avium colon Chronicles. Mm. 2008, when everything was getting a chronicle <laughs> then. But I was hoping for aviary persuasion of sorts, but no, just... Does it have anything to do with this guy? Any, what is an avium? I just don't know. I think it's just what the name of the, of the world it's set in. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's mostly just like a magic-focused shooter. Yeah, like the conceit is you're shooting magic, except the magic is just standard FPS guns. If you stop yeah. them all looking like little glowy bits of light, you just choose between your three types of gun. Do you want like an assault rifle, a pistol, yeah. or a shotgun? Oh, and the no. thing about you know, magic spell FPS is that it's never got the satisfying impact of a gun. No, I remember no. playing um, Ghostwire Tokyo, which is basically first-person shooter with magic finger gun powers, but it's got no satisfying impact to it at all. Yeah, I mean, that one was a very interesting concept, but even yeah, just the delivery of that like it was so ponderous was that combat you couldn't get anything off it that was one of marty's favorites i liked wandering around tokyo it was oh. the pandemic and i was yes. sad <laughs> <laughs> makes me miss spell break like that with some proper magic systems there there you go oh, what was that other one? Oh, like the game where i started dry heaving when titles had colons in uh, Lichdom colon Battle Mage. Lichdom Battle Mage, yes, I remember that one. I played it when it was in Super Duper Early Access, and, and it wasn't very good, I don't think, but promising. Um, mm. Just one of those early days of Early Access where there was just mostly chances on there. So mm. anything that was actually promising stood out. Um, but yeah, it did have that same issue of, like, it's just doesn't have oomph. And I think yeah. it's possible. I would love to play a game where you're like firing magic, where it feels like stuff is getting hammered, you know? Yeah. I just wonder how you pull that off. Because I think about games with oomph, and I guess the last game that felt like it had oomph was Robocop Rogue City. 
Mm, uh, that's like, very umphy. Like the the umph is like hundred percent of the appeal because it's not the fucking story or anything else. Yeah, <laughs> it's just got a very weirdly solid core combat mechanic and a whole lot of bullshit fluttering around it. That's what that team does. Tayon, I think they're called. I know they, they did. They make resistance. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is their niche now. They just remake nostalgic eighties sci-fi in very faithful, basically functional shooters. Yeah, and, and as someone from the 80s who is just about functional i completely agree with their like their current modus operandi um they're just doing like these solid games that aren't great don't super stand out but they are taking like classic 80s films and turning them into just something good that has that kind of middle shelf feel there's something yeah. very 360 generation about it. And they also uh, don't... Yeah, exactly as good as they need to be yeah. to, yes. like, bank off of the property. And they're yeah. not... Uh, we're not inundated with marketing on them, like, uh, Forspoken and Immortals of Avium. I feel like trailers for those popped up in every game show and every showcase for years. And so by the time the game comes out, you're just... You're sick of seeing it. Whereas Robocop was announced, I forgot it existed, and then it was out. And so yeah. it was just kind of there. And so you don't even have time to get mad and you just play it and you're like, oh, this is nice. I've been having yeah. fun trying to like decide what I would like their next game to be. Like oh. it's, it's like when t- what Telltale was doing felt like sure. really fresh and you were like, they could plug <laughs> this into anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah think about what's uh, Judge Dredd? Footloose, Ooh. as was mentioned in the comments. Footloose. Judge, yeah, Robocop practically game. is a Judge, Judge Dredd game. The two I'd go for would be Total Recall or Slight Departure from Basic Action, although the PS2 game did have a lot of shooting, The Thing. I would love to see another, like, just, it doesn't have to be great, just a solid Thing game, because that's, like, my favourite horror film. I've got a weird weird idea, um, because I was thinking about uh, what random properties cross over in comic books. Because they've done Terminator, they've done Robocop, and there are Terminator versus Robocop comic books you can get. Ooh. And then I remembered that uh, there are crossover comic books with Darkman, the old Sam Raimi <laughs> superhero property. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I my God. I'd, I'd like to see Teon make a Darkman game. That's what is I want. The, is the guy uh, something Drake, I think it is, the, the actor who played Durant, who, uh, and, and was Dr. Giggles, of course. Um, if he's still like knocking about, like I would love to see him come back because yeah. I don't remember anything about the first Darkman, but I remember all the Durant scenes from Darkman 2, The Return of Durant. Um, I love that actor. He's so good. He's so just fun to watch. Darkman was fucking Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's true. Liam, when was, was Liam Neeson fun? <laughs> Shit, I had a good time in Schindler's List. Uh, Gangs of New York. Who's yeah. having a good old time there? It is five minutes. The Crow. He- That's something. Liam Neeson like. also had a very small role in Excalibur, the old Arthurian adaptation. Yeah, John Borman. And he looks like he looks so fresh-faced and young. They didn't have to do like fifty different cuts to get him to jump over a fence back then. <laughs> well, since nobody got that reference, let's go back to the super chats. <laughs> I got it. Which one was that? Taken three. Reference was just that he was old, right? Yeah, like one of the latest Taken films. Like I saw a clip of a sequence where Liam Neeson has to jump over a fence, and they had had to do like twenty different cuts because he's so old and infirm. Don't make him jump over a fence. Is it one of those videos where they talk about old action versus new one? Might even be the Jackie Chan one. 
No, your blank face says no. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's registering on any of us. There's so many super okay. chats, I'm just worried. There's so many. I know. Let's just rattle through them. Yeah, uh, we should say at this point that if we miss super chats, it's only because there's so many of them. We appreciate all your support. We'd be very, very sorry if we miss any of yours at the end of all this. Please don't consider it a personal slight. Okay, we're doing the best we can. Okay, a superb owner gives 10 US dollars and says, Yeah, did you get to experience Tears of the Kingdom's evolution of the Wind Waker camera stroke figurine side quest? Seemed like yet another wonder of game programming. If not, Marty, please explain for the class. Quickly, if you can, Marty. Uh, you could take the things and then go to a town and they would make 3D um, sculptures out of them. And you could sort of create these large 3D uh, vignettes of uh, things that you've taken pictures of. It's the, like, the exact poses of the monsters as well. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I remember that in Wind Waker. Uh, Harry Sun 94 gives five Australian dollars and says, This reminds me of when I used to listen to the Uncivil War playlist as a sleep aid way back in the day. Long may you all collaborate together. Like, you could sleep through Gavin's opening song. Jesus. Right? And then my shrieking voice, like, yeah. Well done. I, we should hook up with Gavin. Like, I uh, messaged him. Oh, I've been trying for years. He's not interested. Yeah. I messaged him a while back and he said, hey, good to hear from you, but I don't want to do anything with the escapist ever again. Good yeah. to hear from you personally, though. So I mean, I, yeah. In all seriousness, though, yeah, like after I left, uh, I had him on my podcast, Podquisition, for years. He eventually left because like, he was like, I work with game companies and you keep talking. Oh, right. So he, uh, <laughs> he did have to leave in the end. Um, on totally good terms, you know. Um, yeah. Lovely, just a lovely guy. Um, really I totally is. understand his hesitance to, to come back. That's fair enough, yeah. Uh, Abdi Hassan gives 279 Canadian and doesn't leave a message, but thanks anyway. Yoshi Katoshi gives 499 US and says, First time watching live, how's the crew holding up? Excellent. Well, I'm, my, my voice has held up so far, even though I'm pretty sure I picked up another horrible infection at Disneyland, because that's like 24-7 super spreader event the park but we'll see how we go the ride <laughs> uh abdel corrales gives two brazilian real and says you guys are great have a good time breaking wind we certainly are phil my ass up always a pleasure to hear from you phil gives 50 norwegian scroder and says live service games will keep getting nominated until they win something damn it best end credits of the year there you go has Fortnite won anything? Ah, probably. Yeah, like t when it came out. Yeah, it was a big one. It was still yeah. beloved when it came out. Yeah. Uh, John Connor gives two Canadian dollars and says, there should be Best Mechanics Award. I think there should be, like, Most Innovative New Game Mechanics Award. But you know they just give it to fucking... Viewfinder. I don't know. Baldur's Gate 3 because of camera... Oh. Some kind of fancy camera technology. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, PMA Strip Polito gives five US dollars. Says, "I dream we can get an Alo Alo weekly rewatch series with Steph and Yahtzee. Good to see Steph outside of Twitch." First of all, hello, hello PMA Strip Polito. I, I uh, someone from my community as well. Um, Alo Alo, I'm due a rewatch. Actually, I keep, it keeps getting recommended to me by the algorithms. Um, holds up. Every few years, I rewatch it, and I'm like, you know what? This is still like well written delightfully overcomplicated comedy that did have a running story despite the fact it's mostly like boob like yeah. boob jokes um can i tell you something that might blow your mind yes the actor who played officer crabtree went to the same high school as me 
Really? That's, that's confirmed on Wikipedia. If you look at my old high school, uh, like both he and I are in the list of notable uh, former alumni. Oh, that's fancy. Now, everyone, uh, the other two guys are looking pretty blank, so let's move on from a lower low. <laughs> I'm so I was going to bring up Shakespeare, but yeah. Yeah, I, the same, same yeah I grew up in the same county where Shakespeare was born, but, you know, I don't like to brag. The Stupendium gives a 10 British pounds and says, super excited hey. to see all, all new content here on Second Wind. Loving the podcast and so great to see Steph here too. Here's to hopefully much more of them. Shout out to the Stupendium. Um, a rapper, don't you know? Um, really? About to hit a million subscribers on YouTube, I believe. Oh, nice. So congratulations well, and thank you, love. We might all aspire to do that. Well, not on their tail there. On the way. Oh, it ain't Stan- fucking happening for me anymore. Santanu <laughs> Bhatia gives 1799 Arab Emirates Diran and says, Hello, Steph, and good luck for the future second wind. Side note, Sebastian has the smooth voice as a supergiant game narrator. You ever oh, been approached for one of those? For what? For a, a game or to play one of them? Or what? What's the question? Well, if you play a supergiant game like uh, Bastion or uh, Transistor. They've all That's got incred- incredibly smooth-sounding narrators. Yeah, yeah it's Logan Cunningham. Cunningham. He's so so good That's, at that. That's yeah. what got me into Bastion. A lot of people were saying, you sound like the Bastion guy. You sound like the Bastion yeah. guy. And I was yeah. like, okay, what's this? And looked up WTF is Bastion with Total Biscuit. We've all come full circle. Yeah, yeah the Bastion guy and Terry Wogan. Those are the, the people you get compared to. Uh, Zaratha gives five Brazilian real and says the biggest Brazilian hugs for the return of Monday streams and for the amazing guestiny, the invincible Stephanie. This was a good rhyme. Shut up. Not bad. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Can't fault it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neo Blue gives five dollars and says been a fan of Yards and Steph forever. Watching Steph grow into a true version of herself has been so heartwarming. Cheers to the future for you all. Thank you. Uh, Acerat gives one US dollar and says nothing. Uh, and then MRRD gives five Canadian dollars. Says, didn't Thomas Tomscar Ridgewell do a deep dive on tugs? Also, love y'all. Can't wait for more Steph in future. Perhaps a wrestling match one day. Deep dive on tugs. What and then Acerard comes back with another one dollar and another no text. And now I'm wondering if that was, that was someone trying to send asshole messages that have been deleted. Or they're messed up and it's in the comments. Lost forever. Okay, let's never talk about them again. <laughs> Uh, Lean Arietto gives 500 Japanese yen, says, awesome to see you all again. I would pay good money for another Rhyme Down Spectacular. Yeah, as I said, kill my toddlers first. You're the defending champ, or are you scared? <laughs> no, no, I just, I'm scared of like losing what little free time I have left. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Jumbly Wobbly gives two US dollars and says, in memoriam at TGA for all the devs fired. People were wondering if he's going to... Jeff Keighley's going to use his, his uh, podium to actually say something. Yeah, most devastating oh. layoff of the year award. Oh, yeah, because the Game Awards is totally going to tweak the nose of one of the very powerful publishers. It depends upon. Them. I mean, they could mm. barely bring themselves to even vaguely allude to the amount of abuse allegations that were coming out a couple of years ago, so I'm not sure they'll mention the layoffs, um, mm. which, what a toll though for like this year um that's what happens when you aggressively grow without thinking about the future or indeed your employees and uh, jettison Mm. them rather than take a what would be a small pay cut to the executive salaries and bonuses but there you go 
What an eternally relevant story. Indeed. Unfortunately so. Uh, Dale Willie gives five US dollars and says, Steph's son Borkers forced Yahtzee to reboot. You love to see it. Oh. Yeah. Had a little, uh, had a little blue screen internally when that came up. Uh, Dale Mallows gives five dollars and says, Congrats, folks. Now for some fun words. Cleft, bumfuzzle, cattywampus, bunghole. Thank you, Dale. Catty Wampus, that's my pick for uh, the Game Awards out of those nominations. Uh, The Cultist Inform the Gamers gives five euros. There's congratulations, this is for the baby shower. (laughs) Addy S. Mummy and Daddy. Oh, shut up. (laughs) I'll get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Do you hear how he speaks to me, listeners? (laughs) As ES gives 179 Indian rupees and says, So rhyme down spectacular reboot when? What an original. It's worse when the microphone's off. (laughs) And they start drinking. (laughs) Space Cowboy Coast to Coast gives five US dollars and no comment. Major Fails gives 10 British pounds and says, Obscure British TV shows. Think someone mentioned it earlier. Trapdoor. Always thought they'd make a fun game. And then passes out on the bed. (laughs) Love. Well, let's talk about British TV shows now. Yes, Trapdoor. Excellent. Yes, what a good one. Great theme tune I, as well. Look it up. I came out to the Trapdoor theme tune on the uh, Halloween show I did, the wrestling uh, match I did for Halloween weekend. Uh, I'd always wanted to do it, and it was awesome. And I will do it next year as well. There's something very powerful about coming out to the Trapdoor theme. Uh, <laughs> just wonderful. I love the new channel. Props to all, and thank God for Steph. Owen L gives five US dollars, says best of luck to you all on the new creative endeavors. Thank you all for all the years of content. Uh, Fusionator gives 199 and says some extra coins towards Steph joining second wind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think as the podcast's gone on, the arts has gotten less keen on the idea. I'm, I'm just going to make a noise after each of these from now on. <laughs> uh, Bait Daniels gives 10 US dollars, says you all are awesome. Thank God for Stephanie Sterling. Snake in the Garden gives two euros. Says, don't know for Marty quietly muttering, that's a book. Yeah, we well, yeah. in the world. I wanted people to know that that's a book. <laughs> uh, Kurt Horsting gives two dollars and says, I don't want to get into it, but not really. Okay. Uh, Lewis Maxted gives two British pounds and says, let's drown out reboot when, also F the Tories. How, how is the British government going? Oh, they're not going. That's the problem. Absolute nightmare. They um running the country into the crowds and they're blaming it all on trans people. So that yes, has that's... been fun. Yes, I've heard they're shoe-ins for uh being out of power next time they allow an election to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meister Kleist the Heist Air gives two euros and says, Love seeing Yats and Steph together on screen again. D6 gives two euros and goes, British? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's what we are. Yes, yeah, so originally. Yeah. Uh, Doran Grossman Naples gives five US dollars. Says Pizza Tower not getting nominated for best indie or art direction is baffling to me. Am I missing something? Well, the sort of recurring pattern you have to remember is that the Game Awards doesn't really like pixel art. That's not. They'll hold their. Pixel, they'll probably hold their nose for Sea of Stars, but they've generally been a bit sniffy about it over the years. Uh, that is MS it's Paint. MS Paint art. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. the Waffle House of, of the indie scene right now, which I adore, <laughs> but can't have it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a little bit too subversive for their yeah, taste, yeah. I think. Camden Ninja gives two dollars and says some donuts for the Escapist Survivors Support Group. Thank you. Mm. Just need to get Gavin and uh, Movie Bob in here, I guess. Uh, the Metal God gives two dollars and says Pizza Tower was great. Wario land on steroids. Yes, so everybody says. Uh, Octagok gives five British pounds. Says, great to catch this inaugural podcast. Congrats on the successful launch of Second Wind. Also wonderful to see Steph and Yards on screen together again. Thank you very much, Octagok. Jay-Z Beastie gives 199 US. Says, it's a commander. Hello, Steph. Hello, Jay-Z Beastie. Stanton Ballard gives two US dollars. Says, killer frequency didn't get enough love. Well, I like that. Hmm. I, thought it, I thought it was neat. I didn't think it was yeah, great. I thought it was neat. It's neat. It's not that technically impressive. No. You just listen to things and then select options for menus. I mean, you know, what do I know? Because Immortality won something when it was nominated. Immortality was great. Wait, what did it win? Stop it. What? You, you don't even select things for menus in that. Rewind, you fast forward, and you, you highlight. It won Best Performance, I think. For us. No, it didn't, because Kratos oh. won Best Performance, which was very oh. silly in my mind. He well, it was nominated best for Best Performance. It was. Mm. Did, it win, did it win anything, Immortality? Won uh, maybe Indie? Who knows? I don't actually. Uh, Pyre gives $10 and says, Funny how Yarts and Steph were the ha-ha crass people and have ever been some of the most insightful and incisive voices in the industry. And Second Wind as a company looks to have that same quality. Yes, we're going to alienate a publisher a week. That's the goal going forward. You can be crass and incisive at the same yeah, time. Like, and I think be... that's what we try and... I think both of us have tried to do that, like, in our... Yeah, that's, that, was always my, that was always my thesis. You know, yeah. <clears throat> stick them in like a scalpel. That's yeah, like, so. crass is not the antithesis of insightful. Um, I don't think. No, this is wisdom from the gutter. There you go. <laughs> uh... Grand Funk Master Chief gives $10, says, Congratulations to Second Wind Success. As for replacing Best Worst Blandest, how about Top Notch Total Wank OY Even Bother? It's a long head. Well, I'm sure we'll think of something, Grand Funk Master Chief, and probably not that. <laughs> the Almost Dead Man gives $10 US and says, As a Sonic fan, I must apologize for being too smart for you. Ha 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 ha. After that thing where you both contradicted each other, I feel there is no Sonic fan base. It's just like opposing critics reaching at each other, and it's it's your own hands you're grabbing. There is no no hedgehog, none whatsoever. Oh no, there is, is, there is a Sonic fan yeah. base. I have gazed into the moor of hell, it's, my friend. It's yeah, hedgehog all the way the, down. Which side are the ones painting themselves blue and showing up at fairy conventions and uh, burning people's houses down for saying Sonic's arms should be blue rather than flesh? That real. I can't tell with, like, the fans or your hyperbole. I can't tell if that's real. Well, that's just Sonic's in a nutshell, isn't it? There's no differentiating the ironic ones from the actual ones. Anyway, 891 gives one British pound. And no chat. I'm wondering if that was another one that got struck off. Uh, Connor Richard gives three US dollars and says, Any Planescape Torment fans? I want more like it. Well, play Disco Elysium, then. That's your job, Connor Richard. Or broken oh, roads. Those ones that are just money, uh, it's not like something bad was deleted because I've been copy and pasting them live the entire time and they were just donations without. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. John Rayasha gives five US dollars, says, I'm hoping for a Pikmin 4 win. Also, Marty, did you ever 100% it? No, I'm in the end game and then too many video games came out. 
And now I'm playing 1995 Super Mario RPG and 1994's Final Fantasy VI. Because I don't Funny have that concept of my time. Uh, da, 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 da. Major Fails gives 10 British pounds. Says, anyone else get the same cringe when City Skylines 2 came out as The Sims? So looking forward to buying all the DLC again. Mm. Can't say, no. I think it's business model is going to be simmy. And that's what people don't like. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Chopped up into little expansions. Uh, Whiplash SL gives five US dollars. Says Final Fantasy 16 being in the best RPG category is really weird. It's technically an RPG, but it's more action game than RPG. Yeah, no, Lies of P also in the best RPG weird, category. Yeah. Also, oh, every like, game is action adventure. Like every I think game a long time ago. Sorry. Uh, oh, right. I think a long time ago I gave up with like strict... <laughs> Borders between genre definitions. I'm at the point where I really am just like, throw it anywhere. I don't yeah. fucking care. A game's a game. Some are good, some are shit. Like, that should just be the awards. It would, it would give them more time at the game advertisements for the advertisements, which is what we check in for. Uh, yeah, if they yeah. just had, like, best game, shittest game, now let's look at a trailer for, like, yeah. whatever, <laughs> um, you know? Best live services as yeah. well. I mean, oh, I, yes, of I, course. I, I yeah, that's got to be in. Themes where it's just like, all right, best game with an orange critter. And then you go on. Yeah. Got to go deeper. Mm. They want to go. They got to go deeper. Oh. Uh, Karuta Cowboy gives uh, 14 thars and says, will the Breakout podcast return in some form? Our podcasts will return in some form. Okay. Uh, to Hell With Your Crap gives five US dollars. Says, love seeing Yahtzee and Steph together again. Edward Blankstead gives two British pounds and says, we need a game Razzie's awards for worst games. Hey, I'm doing my best. Because those studios shut down. <laughs> like, like the Gollum <laughs> studio, we don't need to bury them anymore. They're done. They don't exist anymore. Well, we do have to remember the bad games so that people make less bad games in the future. Yeah, I had to you fucking know. play it. That's not leaving my brain. Apparently, the, the, uh, past and all that. there's a new worst game of the year that just came out. Uh, walk, it's called The Walking Dead Destinies. Published by oh. Game Mill, who's the same publisher of uh, the Kong game from a few weeks ago. But apparently this got, is a new contender for Worst Game of the Year, so congrats to I ain't got Dead. time for any of this shit. Heard the new Call of Duty did that. I, I don't even have time for the Worst Games of the Year anymore. <laughs> uh, Jump and Shoot gives five dollars. Says, for indie games, I'm still mad that Enchanted Portals got released. Gravity Circuit was hella good. I don't think I played either of those. None of those. Uh, Tommy Dianorth's Archives gives two Canadian dollars. Says Mario RPG remake was snubbed before it released. It released too well, late. Would have come out. Yeah, will come out way too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we get to enjoy the next couple of months, which will be uh, we have given up hope on this winning any awards season when they rush out all the crap. Avatar. Avatar's coming. Just sort of, just sort of quietly sweep it out like they did with Callisto Protocol. Oh, yeah, that was like right before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, I was like, yeah, this isn't winning shit. See you next year. <laughs> uh, ben J. Scar gives 10 US dollars and says, Steph! It. You. Uh, <laughs> yes! Hunter, Roach, Hunter Roach gives 10 US dollars and says, glad to see this making a return. Always makes my Monday a lot better. Looking forward to seeing a lot more. Also, shout out to Steph. Hey, yeah. Uh... Uh, Mad Ocelot God gives 200 Swedish krona and says, When I saw that you guys were going solo, I was worried that my favourite podcast, my favourite sweary British man and bestest Marty was dead and buried. Glad to see you guys still here. Best of luck to you all. 
And Frost's here as well. Now. Woo. <laughs> and also Stephanie's Sterling, but we already mentioned that. Uh, Octagok gives five British pounds and says, Steph, magic system with oomph. It's an old game, but Clive Barker's undying. You can fire multiple flaming skulls Ooh. and lightning while wielding guns. I haven't thought about that game in a long time. That triggered a memory of Hexen as well. Yeah, that um, was good magic. That's what they needed, the, uh, the, the id software. Uh, they should be done with uh, Doom and have, let, them make a, let them make a Hexen game. Get some I nice think, impactful magic. I think where Hexen succeeded, where... I was going to say where Immortals of Avium failed, but that failed in so many places. But in terms of that oomph, um, is Hexen really is... It leaned fully into these are guns. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you've got that id factor of, like... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> They make Doom, and Hexen is very similar in the it's Doom with magic. Yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of magic-based shooters try and make the magic feel very different, and I understand why they do that, but you do lose that impact. Yeah. Um, Undying, I, I'm pretty sure I played it like once, but I can't mm. remember anything about it, and every time I try and remember a Clive Barker game, it you gets replaced with Jericho. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, Undying's a quite an old one. Seems to have quite a, a niche fan base to keep bringing it up. Yeah. Um, Magnum White gives two US dollars and says Taon can do Krull. Oh, oh yes, please. I would love a Krull game. I would be made up with that. I barely remember Krull at all. Well, quality. That's page. got Liam Neeson in it. Ah. And speaking of which, Onyxia gives two dollars and says Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh yeah, laugh riot. I think the weapon in Crawl was that sort of like like sharp boomerang thing, and it was the same thing they used in Dark Sector. That was your weapon yes. in Dark Sector. Yes. Yeah. The glaive they, was it called? Glaive. They call it yeah. the glaive in Crawl, even though it's yeah. not. Not a glaive. Yeah. Yeah. Words don't matter. The Brain Sturgeon gives six euros and says, so who's going to be your next guest? Gavin Dunn, Lisa Foyles, Movie Bob, extra credits. Congrats on the independence and thank God for our lady, Steph. Well, we're not planning on making a habit of it. It's just, you know, we're in the news cycle and we saw Steph commenting on it, so we reached out. Yeah, yeah pretty much. We're using each other for relevance, that's what we're doing. There you go. You got it. picked the wrong girl. <laughs> <laughs> not for a couple uh, of years, love. <laughs> Hides his eyes, gives one ninety nine British pounds, says Baldur's Gate three is overrated. Captive audience for my hot take. Yes. And well spent money there, hides his eyes. Arms and legs gives two Canadian dollars and says, doing my driver's test, wish me luck. Good luck, arms Good and legs. Luck. Luck. Doing it as you're watching this. That is bad. Don't leave <laughs> you yeah. Yeah. You've failed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like drove to like Sacramento to do my driving test. Because uh, it's a lot quieter, a lot easier than the Bay Area. You fucking brilliant, man, because that's what I'd done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's quieter over on this city, and like they just go, okay, out this road to the left and back in. Like, neat. Yeah. Don't have to go on the interstate or anything. There's also like one DMV in San Francisco, and it is fucking hell on <laughs> I, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, biggest Mike gives 499 US. There's great to have Steph back in the mix. Please don't make us wait another decade before having him back. Having who back? Who? I'll spaced out. And then Gendo Ashina gives five US dollars. Says, glad to see all you guys today. Can't wait to hear more of your rambles. Would make my day if I could hear Yahtzee say the wonderful word, crunts. 
uh, I just said it. Hope it was everything you dreamed. Prunts? Is that, um, is that, you, is that yours? Do you make that? No, it's not mine. Oh. Steph, is it one of yours? No. Okay. I, 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 guess. I My big one was Chungus and then Warner Brothers trademarked it. My word! Oh, bastards. That was yours? It's on my Wikipedia and everything. Like, you take oh. it back. Chungus is mine. I should have trademarked it when I saw that Warner Brothers was glomming onto it. Um, so if you use it, can they sue you? I don't know. There's an, that's an interesting thing to try. Because you've got like prior use. That's a legal thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, maybe. We'll see. Like, I'm oh. writing like for uh, another game and maybe some other content and stuff and that will be where the trademark is so maybe i'll like slip a few chungai in and see what happens chungai. <laughs> yeah you should at least print t-shirts maybe like uh, his and hers matching t-shirts chungai and chungal yeah oh that would be good mm. uh I what would the oh, non-binary right. ones be chunk Chungby. Chungum? Just Chung. Chungby was on the short list of names for my son. I thought, Chung, I thought Chungus would just be neutral. Mmm. Mm -hmm. uh, that works, mm. yeah. Or, or my, just my, Chung. Just Chung. Yeah. Everybody, Chung. Everybody wang Chung tonight, if he's lucky. Uh, Polly6 gives 499 US. Says, Stefan the Second Wing Gang, in the same place. What is this, a reunion episode? Yes. And well, next we're doing a clip show. <laughs> Uh, Dark Krusty gives five British pounds. Says Sterling. Now there's a face I've seen in a long time. Also, here's hoping Second Wind succeeds greatly in the future. Thank you, Dark Krusty. And then Zion gives five British pounds. Says love the idea of Steph aggressively threatening all the boys on the podcast with Borkis fatherhood. Someone's oh, getting it. Not necessarily on this podcast. Like my my dear friend and longtime collaborator Jonathan Holmes is like nine of the potential candidates. So we'll I said we'll see. Blow for a second there. So. Jonathan. Just... <laughs> Save a wrestling Clu match, you know. They're a wrestling match. That'd be like a twist to throw out in the middle. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there I'm once was a wrestling match for custody of someone's son. Uh, Rey Mysterio <laughs> versus Eddie Guerrero um, to win the custody papers <laughs> for little that. Dominic, who is now in WWE as a wrestler and is one of the most hated men in the business. Like, really oh. turned it, uh, turned himself into an absolute like masterclass heel. So was that, was that the I Surrender match where he bashed Rey Mysterio's <laughs> knee? Oh yes, I think it may have been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm having my turn to look blank. Now you know how it feels. Stuff I don't care about. <laughs> now you know how it feels. Okay. Uh, Nick's Halcyon gives six ninety nine Canadian and says Game Awards should have a least over monetized AAA game. Wouldn't that just be the game that flopped? I mean, over monetized. I think that means like not. Isn't that like a Nintendo game where you can't without buy like DLC and yeah, microtransactions right, right. and all um, of that? Like Baldur's Gate three, because that was held up as the example of a big yeah. title not yeah. doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so not only could we have the category, but we already know the winner. There you go. Easy peasy. Uh, Synth McGee poet gives five US dollars and says the best to all here. Thank oh, you, Synth. Thank you. Mauricio Bitimpaisleme gives five Brazilian real. I'm sorry for butchering your name. Says, hi from Brazil, watching Yacht and Steph since forever and seeing you guys grow is inspiring. Seb, can't get tired of your voice and takes. 
Oh, That's thank you. you. How do you feel about Seb? Uh, Darren does that, and I love anything Darren does, so I'm good with it, yeah. Darren, because Darren does it because he asked the first podcast, do you go by Seb? And you said, sure. And that <laughs> was like, well, it's just what you're going to go by now. Uh, Urban M gives 25 Polish lotties. As just as was about to say that Yartz is especially lovely today, he sends Steph to the kitchen. Good to hear you all once again. What would you bring uh, back? Uh, <laughs> you had to get well, sent to the kitchen once. From the kitchen. I am, I am married with two kids and. Well, whatever my, my man is. wants. What do you want, darling? That's not as fun. Uh, father of Bork- Borkus? Was that the name? I already forgot. Yes. Young baby Borkis, my strong, sturdy son. <laughs> That's the full name. That's what's going on the birth certificate. Oh, no. Fair enough. <clears throat> uh, Brandroid gives 10 US dollars. Says, when are you getting second wind themed underwear? Gotta ask Shark, shark Robot. Uh, do we really want to encourage the fart jokes? Oh, no. Uh, if we get money, yes. No publicity is bad publicity. Exactly. Eric. least Shark Robot does do thongs. See? Hmm. Yeah, not a bad idea. Eric Soberanus gives 20 US dollars, says big thank you to Yat and Steph for showing me my favourite games of all time, Portal and The Beginner's Guide. Oh. Interesting pairing. Uh, Chubby gives 50 ARSs and says getting THE Stephanie Sterling is a great start for the podcast. Was wondering if Frost could say something in Spanish. Cheers from Argentina. Uh, ¿Qué quieres que te diga? Um... Um, no, not sure. Just, just like, uh, yeah. What do you want me to say? I always hated um, that. The, you have a cool voice. Say something and just draw a blank. No language. No nothing. Do the thing you've been doing. Say, um, please fondle my bum. Oh, okay. Uh, por favor, amigo. Dale ahí por el culo, por favor. Just clipping that. <laughs> I know that's. So I know you translated it right because I caught the culo in there. Yeah, I heard you say please and thank you at the beginning and at the end, so I'm glad you were very polite. Yeah, of course. I can translate arse into every known language. Incredible. His specialty. Uh, Mary Mello gives 15 US dollars. Says, so happy to see Second Wind slaying in your independence. Congrats. Been loving discovering all of your creators. To Steph, from one cute trend to another, are you still enjoying Street Fighter VI? Well, yes. Um, I think so. I've not played it in a while because, like, Everyone yeah. here has said at some point today other games happened and I had to sort of focus on them. A couple of weeks ago, I, I jumped back into it and managed even with the modern controls to forget what I was doing because welcome to ADHD. Yeah. But I did start getting back into it and every now and then I would like to carve out some time just to spend a little quality time with Marissa. Fair enough. <laughs> no aspirations Adam's... to go pro, just you and Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> In your little waifu chamber. Adam Steele gives 499 British pounds as special guest, because nobody tells you what to do anymore. You're grown-ups. James McGill gives two US dollars, says, In American, could you please speak more slowly? No, I'm American. Could you please speak more slowly? No. Imagine how long these would take if you weren't talking quickly. Yeah, I still got like 50 more of these. I was doing ring announcing for a show. Um... And someone in the audience yelled, I can't understand you. Um, and so I just sort of stopped the show rather than announce the next match just to talk directly to them incredibly slowly. Where were um, you? Hmm? Where was uh, this? This was a 
the backyard of a crack house in Pittsburgh. That'll do it. I love indie wrestling. Absolute Mad Lib. Uh, Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) Could Uh, you talk a little slower? Jack Wyndham gives six ninety nine Canadian. Says never donated to Escapist, but I'm excited to support you guys here. I'm a pianist prepping for masters, and your vids get me through hours of practice. Thank you so much, Jack. Real talent, pianist. Out there. Nice. Master pretty bird. Uh, that Nick guy gives ten Canadian dollars. Says what a reunion. I've been a fan of Stirling's work since their time on the Escapist. Amazing to see them go from ranting about Earth Year twenty sixty six to becoming the PCW Women's Champion. Oh, what's this? Oh, <laughs> well, oh it's the PCW that, Women's Championship. There it is oh, again. Just, it in. Hold that there and for the audio. I've got to stop doing that. That really hurts. <laughs> Braveheart gives. Braveheart gives two British pounds and says ZP was my comfort show, so second win doing so well is nice. And I hopefully Ramblematic will continue to be your comfort show, Braveheart. <laughs> Mobius Chicken Strip gives 10 US dollars and says, My game design classes in college showed Yahtzee and Stephanie's videos as part of the curriculum. And now I work as a game dev full time. Seeing you all together made my work day much better. Well, I don't think I ever saw a kickback for that if they were. Uh, nice to hear, though. Abdi Hassan gives 279 Canadian and says, Congrats, guys. Steph, give Jonathan a kiss for me. Well done. Uh, Ninja Jordan Reviews gives five Canadian and says, Steph was my inspiration for becoming a game journalist, and I've blamed her for that mistake ever since. Glad to see Second Wind doing well. I'm so sorry. Uh, Jack Wyndham gives 699 Canadian, says, sending a bit more to double down on my support of Second Wind. I'll use this opportunity to ask what impact you feel music has on video games. Quite a lot. Jack oh, Wyndham. yeah. yeah. A, I mean, it, it plays track. It's right in the culture. Runs the gamut from almost none to one of the most important parts. Like we were talking about Bastion earlier and Transistor. Like mm-hmm. those are two games where music is huge. Like it adds so much to the weight of the story, mm. to the moments. Um, for everything I've said about Alan Wake 2, the musical number level, and same goes for Control. Yeah, they have really internalized what everyone remembered about Control. Yeah. <laughs> But it was genuinely I, brilliant in control, and I yeah. I did get suckered in by the Alan Wake two one as well. Yeah, it was pretty you, cool, apart from the really annoying combat you have to do while it's happening. Oh yeah, yeah. What yeah. you call it? Um, even yeah. even if it's not wholly original, I, even if it's like an actual band that exists, you feel very tied into the culture. Be it Borderlands or even this year Hi Fi Rush, you were humming. Mm. What was it? Uh, Black Keys. Lon- yeah, Lonely Boy. Yeah, I'm a huge a fan of ton. licensed music and stuff, like Same. applied well yeah. to have yeah. like some real meaning on the thing, uh, on on the story and the plot. You know, I was talking about uh, the Warriors movie earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm on a Warriors kick and the use of music in that, like with the DJ who's playing the tunes throughout the movie. Um, yeah. Just mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Rockstar is particularly great at that. Yeah. Or well, atmosphere building is like 75% audio, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Starbeam gives five Canadian and says congrats for the success for Second Wind and for Stephanie's transition as for future guests I feel like Ross Scott from Freeman's Mind would be cool uh, yeah I like Ross's stuff I like his game dungeon videos get in touch Ross if you're interested uh, and then HTP Key gives six euros says Yahtzee and Steph on the same stream am I dreaming congrats on going independent Thank you very much, Hippie Key. Nine years now. Mate. 
Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to refresh this page of Super Chats one more time. We don't have that many. Not that many? Okay. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm just saying that I'm going to refresh it now. And any more we get after this are not going to be read out. So thank you very much for all the donations. Not that we want to discourage donating or anything. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're not going to get to any more after I refresh the page now. You only so, have left. So calm down, everyone. Yeah, Frost. Okay. He's talking about you. Refreshing now. No more Super Chats. Hope Can you got them in. Um, oh, I lost my place now. I believe you're at uh, HTP key. Oh, no, that was the last one. Um, ah, yes, here we craft? go. Crafter uh, gives two Brazilian real and says, I want Frost to narrate my day-to-day life. Love you all. If you do something exciting, I might be. Might do you that. could like provide a voice pack for a GPS, maybe. There we go. Then Frost could uh, command you to go to places. Yeah. Cassim well. uh, gives five US dollars, but no donation. Uh, and then comes back again with another five dollars to say, breaking my no Google money twice now, but wondering if a civil dispute will return. Yahtzee loved the taste of mustard while praising Steph. You do love the tang. I'm done with my mustard eating. <laughs> I mean, the, like, the taste is one thing, but then you feel really sick afterwards for a while. Because you've just got that blob, blob of that stuff dissolving in your stomach for the rest oh, of the day. You on an empty it? stomach that you eat beforehand. Uh, I can't remember. Probably not, actually. And does this yellow podcast overlay bring back memories? Uh, it makes me think of cyberpunk, if that's what you mean. I was getting that <laughs> mustard, but sure. <laughs> I didn't use yellow mustard. Christ. What did you use? Great Poupon, man. I used English mustard, like a true Englishman. What's the difference? It has a U. Better. Fair. Chaos Chris gives $2 and says, Liam Neeson in A Million Ways to Die in the West. That was a movie. Okay. That was another role he was in, though he wasn't quite a serious man. Mm. Uh, Palash T gives 499 US says has there been a good wrestling video game in recent years I have good memories of the PS1 WWF games of my childhood I don't know I can't play them anymore they, yeah. they stopped being arcadey and they tried to make them all like simulate-y um, mm. so it's not been like the, the Smackdown games on, on the Playstation the first like yeah. PSX that was the last time I was super into them I know people speak very fondly of Fire Pro Wrestling. That's a very long-running series that I um, I've never been able to fully get into myself. But if you ask many re- like most wrestling game fans, they mm. will tell you that. Not tried the AEW one yet though, so I don't know which route they took with it. For loose terminology, I'd recommend your only move is hustle. What a bizarre game! <laughs> is that the turn-based fighting one? Yeah, the turn-based fighting one. You got cowboys, robots, and yeah, yeah. Xanon oh. uh, Silvus gives 1999 US dollars. Says, not sure if this was asked already in a past stream, but will we get to see an incarnation of Let's All Laugh at an Industry in Fully Ramble? P.S. Thank you for my favorite ZP swear, Minge Gurgle. People wow. still quote that at me when yeah. I, when I like, criticize certain parts of the industry. I get the Let's All Laugh um, jingle quoted at me a lot. Yeah, that's been people, a lot of very clever people have been commenting that recently on all the news videos relating to what happened to the escapist in recent times. But uh, I, d- I don't think I'd reuse it because uh, I made it up while I was working for the escapist. So, you know, probably best not to risk it. Do they own that? Just invent Jeez. something else. 
But also, I think um, make new things. I think Frost's show, like the stuff of Legends and uh, his new one, we're going to do soon called Chronicle, was kind of felt like it was taking over that job. You could always do a special one. Yeah, like they, they all want me to do the Blood Plague, but I was like, Yahtzee already did that one. Why would I do it? Yeah. I could, I could just do the same lyrics with a different style of singing. I'd do a sort of opera voice. <laughs> Let's all laugh at an industry that never learns anything. Beautiful. That was lovely. Or, per- or perhaps not. Uh, the dogmatic director gives two US dollars says, is there a Spanish rubber baby buggy bumpers? Is there a good Spanish tongue twister for us? Uh, I don't remember a few of them. Uh, they're, they're not meant to catch you. It would just be to teach children vowels. So it would just be mame mi momo, pape pi popo. Mame mi momo, pape pi popo. Because Spanish vowels don't change ever. And Isn't if that you what they say in Metal vowels, Gear? To out who's a member of the Patriots? Yeah. <laughs> the mamu mi memo. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. See, someone I Googled some of that. these, but I wasn't raised on these, so I've, I've no idea. I don't someone cut these. out all of that and do a remix. Mm. To your operatic singing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dale Mallows gives $2, says, Sorry, I missed most of the show. I was pooping. Bloody oh, long you. poop. You should probably see a doctor, Dale Mallows. Yeah, that was like two hours. Holy moly. Uh, There's someone uh, with a herniated disc in their back and has been on like cocaine for long stretches of time in their life. I can tell you, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Fair enough. I invested in a B day cover for my toilet. Congrats. Never. I'm never going back. I tell you that. Oh, cleanest asshole at second wind. That's what we say. About sure it. is. <laughs> Everyone, come look. Uh, Only the fact here. Taze Taze gives a 20 Danish chrono and says, Frost, what are your thoughts on Disco Elysium? Uh, for just you, who Frost, nobody else. Yeah, just me. For uh, someone who routinely does not like literature in my video games, but one of the best, one of the best games, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. I mean, I got turned off Planescape Torment just because of all the reading. And I liked Disco Elysium. Yeah. Elysium, however you say that. Incredibly well done. Even for people who aren't fans of the genre could take interest. Yeah. And that's a testament to how well written it is, where it's like, if, yeah. even if you're not into these types of games, yeah, it's yeah. just worth it for that. Mm-hmm. The wit and the brilliance that's on I, display. I love the way it eases you in. Like it starts you off, it's literally you're just a voice in somebody's head. And then you're just a dude in a hotel room trying to find his pants. Yeah. And then you're in the hotel, and then you're in the town, and it's all just sort of drip-fed in such a mm-hmm. wonderfully effective way. It was, it's, if you want happy games, it's not for you. This is like you're a useless loser, which is one of my favorite archetypes. But you can Absolutely. be a happy useless loser. Yeah, who had amnesia. It's got plenty of like humor in it as well, which I like because sometimes, especially in games where they tend to be, you you get a lot of writers that use sledgehammers, and I realize I am one to talk as someone who like produces the content they produce. But the 
a lot of times you get story that tries to be dark and serious and, and moody or depressing and they have yeah. no levity and you are so exhausted by it. And what Disco Elysium does so well is it will make you laugh and then punch you in the gut. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about that opening. There is something you can do in the opening that in the moment is played completely for laughs and then later you see the result of it. And it is one of my favourite moments in all of gaming is here you can do this terrible thing for a joke and then hours later the game says oh remember that terrible thing you did that was terrible you Mm -hmm. piece of shit just brilliant meanwhile mine has to be the mailbox that he converses with because it's is he's having (laughs) such a good time but he's so sad it's pathetic him i love Mm. it see it's like the humor that people remember if you're just dreary and miserable the whole time Exactly. Uh, oh yeah, that's a different tangent. As I was replaying little, Dark Souls it, and Hollow Knight, it was like everything's that's the most depressing. Part coming, coming again. It's, it's it's the little yeah. funny quirky bits that people remember from Dark Souls, like uh, like uh, Sigma. No, not Sigma. That's that's our character. Sigma. Sigma of Katarina. Yeah. Or the or the little like like undead merchant with all that. Oh, yeah. thank you kindly. Yeah. Like After, that's the shit you remember. Yeah. Same for Jolly Hollow Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like one of the reasons uh, Solar is so beloved is because he's the only nice, happy thing there. Yeah, funny that. I, I, I laughed hearing that like the Great British Bake Off has become like the world's most popular reality show just because everyone's so sick of those where everyone's trying to be nasty and mean to each other. And the Great British Bake Off is just everyone being nice. Yeah, yeah. Like I, pre- I prefer Gordon Ramsay's nicer things than like his Hell's Kitchen and all that. Yeah. Mm. And finally, this is the last Super Chat that we got before I refreshed. Sorry if yours didn't get read out, but we do appreciate it all. Thank you very much. You were warned. Uh, Jack Wyndham gives 699 Canadian and says, a bit more just for good measure, as I may not catch you guys live again. You guys are the best journalists and creators out there. Lots of love. Thank you, Jack. Phew. Well. Well then. About, you read so many uh, of them. I know, an hour and 45 minutes later, we're finally done with uh, the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone, for the first Windbreakers. Uh, probably won't be this long in the future, but uh, we'll be going out every Monday at this time. It will be me and Marty and uh, Frost, usually. Um, uh, so I guess this is the part where we plug everything else we're doing. I mean, Stephanie's already plugged all the wrestling stuff, so let's just plug the second win stuff. Uh, I've got a new episode of Fully Ramblematic coming out on Wednesday. It will be on the subject of Spider-Man 2. Ooh. Yes, ooh. That's the last part of the word, too. And uh, my, my other series, uh, Semi-Ramblematic, will be starting this uh, week as well. That's my video essay series just going into broader gaming concepts and things. And uh, Matt's the editor's working jolly hard on that as we speak. Can we expect that at a familiar Thursday time slot? You certainly will. What else Excellent. we got? Uh, just in terms of streams, uh, later today, tonight, 7 p.m. Central, Jack your friend and ours, uh, will be streaming The Last Faith, which is apparently a new, uh, one of those sad-looking 2D Metroidvania Souls-likes, just like a real, just a real bad time. Uh, but Jack's going to be streaming that with uh, Jess and Will. So uh, tune in for that over at the Escapist live stream channel. Remember, uh, a majority of our live streams are going to be over at, uh, not the Escapist, Second Wind Lives, 
I'll, I'll get I'll get to that at some point. Uh, majority of our live streams will be over at Second Wind live streams. However, um, sort of our, our podcast recurring shows like this and and others, as well as uh, kind of major events, will be on the main channel. So make sure you are subbed to both. Okay, Frost. Anything to plug? Uh, for now, just the cold take. As uh, you know, we had different jobs two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh yes. We're, we're oh. getting it all cranking, getting all the content going. Yeah. Um, developing stuff for the Twitch side of things as well. You can even go look at my YouTube channel, uh, The Other Frost. I've cleared out all the old stuff I had on there, and I'm just going to put up like the experimental stuff right now. We've got the Latinx versus ChatGPT, as myself and Will Cruz found. AI is not terrible for soap operas, but not good. Yeah, you know, that's, that's all yeah. I've got now. We have uh, a lot of things being worked on right now, so yeah. expect to see yeah. a steady drip We're of ongoing familiar ideas well. and new ideas. Um, and shout out, of course, to the new design delve as well by Jamate, who isn't here to represent himself, but we yeah. we like him anyway. Uh, yeah, he's he's coming back from New York. Shout out to New York, great city. Oh, everyone's on holidays, it seems. Yeah. So I think it just falls to me to say thank you very much for joining us, Stephanie Sterling. Thank you. And it's been an absolute pleasure. And it's lovely to have a natto with you once again. Uh, no, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Uh, where can we find you these days? Um, I do a lot of written reviews at thegymquisition.com. Still got the Gym Selling YouTube channel. I've got Patreon, because um, obviously that's what I set up when I left The Escapist way back. Patreon.com slash gymquisition. Um, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. Uh, I will be in Leeds this coming Saturday, the 25th of November, um, for True Grit Wrestling. If you look them up, you can get details. And then on December 17th, I'm bringing back uh, Spectrum Wrestling, which I founded with my husband. That's going to be in the Leighton Blackpool area. We'll have details of that coming soon. There we are. Thank you again. All right. Thanks for that. And thank you for listening, everyone. I think that'll be it from us. See you next time. Thanks, Bye. Thanks to the mods. Thanks for being great. Pull the plug, Nick. <laughs>